Welcome to Wrestling is Hard, where every side is the dark side of the ring. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hard Number Four Wrestling. Email questions and complaints at Wrestling is Hard at gmail.com. I'm Jim. Brandon, hello. What's up, Jim? How you feeling? Got a little cold. A little something, something. Not COVID. I was hoping it was COVID because then I could take like 10 days off. Not COVID. I'm just miserable. <laughs> 10 days off from your one day a month you said you're going in there? <laughs> no, I, listen, hold on. Let's clarify that. I only bartend one day a month. I'm in there every day. Okay. Feel bad for me. I Sh- work really hard. Shopkeep. Yeah. Yeah, shopkeep. That's what I do. Chris, how are you? I'm well. How are you? Excellent. How's things going? Good. Good weekend. Uh, coached my first jiu-jitsu competition this weekend, which was fun. Right, that's awesome. Um, everybody lost. And uh, I'm sure it was because of my coaching. <laughs> Did you guys get uh, pizza afterwards and trophies? No. No, no. Not everybody gets a trophy. Oh. <laughs> I'm a never yeah, doing jiu-jitsu. Very, very, very sad. Um, I was going to compete, actually, uh, but I woke up and I was like, well, not that day, like weeks ago. And I was like, yeah, I'll fucking do this. I have no desire to go out there and do this. It's just you fucking there all. What's that? You'd be a winner. Yeah, you're out there all day. And it's fucking it's, it's fucking nerve wracking as hell. And when you're my size and my age, uh, more importantly, my age, there are not many guys for you to um they can't form a bracket for you so they're just like oh you're almost 50 go go these guys are 22 and 280 pounds and uh yeah it's they're uh, doing cartwheels it, it, yeah it's <laughs> it's rough so i uh, i just coached and uh it was fun question about that so i saw somebody else i'm not sure if they're at the same tournament or not that i follow on instagram posted something that i was not aware of in this jujitsu uh, local tournament world, and they said a lot of people they see coaches hold belts from people so that they dominate these like local tournaments and rack up for their gym uh, instead of just giving them the like next belt that they should be getting. Is that true? Is that something that you see there? I was curious about that. So I don't know. The, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it is. Explain uh, belts exactly. I mean, yeah, we're, we're listening to a wrestling podcast. And the first okay. thing I think is like the NWA championship over somebody's Well, shoulder. that's what it is. So when you first start <laughs> jiu-jitsu. That's some asshole the, in the front row of an ring. AW show with a replica belt. No, when you first start jiu-jitsu, you show up and they give you a replica of the ROH television championship. <laughs> that's your first belt. No, so uh, the belt system in jiu-jitsu, you start out as a white belt, uh, and then you progress through blue, purple, brown, and black. Uh, so it's not like a lot of other martial arts where there's more varying colors. There's only, what, five? Um, so you can be at any belt level. The difference between any be- the perfect way to explain it is remember what you were like when you were in, when you were in ninth grade compared to the guys who were in 12th grade? Right. Right? You're all high schoolers. But it's a big difference between being a ninth grader and being a 12th grader. Right. It's a big difference between somebody who just got his blue belt and somebody who's going to get his purple belt tomorrow. There's a humongous difference in talent and in, 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 um, skill level. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm sure there are. I, I, I know a guy that one of the guys that was with us, uh, he was training in the blue belt division. He's a blue belt. Um, and some guy did some slick thing to him. And he was like in shock when it happened. Like he was like, holy shit. How did somebody that's been training as long as I have pull this off? I mean, it was so technical. And afterwards he asked the guy, he said, how long have you been a blue belt for? And the guy said, eight years. 
Yeah, it's like that uh, sounds um, like some of these sounds something I would expect from these local so, fuckers. Right. Yeah, what this now what this guy says I travel a lot, which means he probably just goes from gym to gym when he when he moves every time he has to move, and he's never at a gym long enough for the guy that owns that gym to go, yeah, Yo, you're not a blue belt, you're a purple belt, take this. He's never there long enough. So when he goes to the next one, he's just another blue belt. And then he goes to another one, he's just another blue belt. And he's never there long enough for somebody to give him another one. Now, the guy I, the guy I trained under, um, he was telling a story about when he was – This is and this is – he started in the early 90s. He's a fifth-level black belt. He's like one of the first – him and his brother are the first black belts in the – like they're the two, early, two of the earliest black belts in the Northeast, I think maybe even on the East Coast. So he uh, – that was when they used to all have to go out to California to train with the Gracies. So they – he did like pans, like Pan Ams and all that stuff, Arnold Classic and all that shit. And he said there was always a guy that would knock him out of first place. And he was like, I swear to God, this guy would knock me out of first place, and then they would give him his next belt the next day. So he was just good enough to just maul everybody in the division, and then he would get his belt the next day. And then he wouldn't compete again until he was just good enough to go to the next belt and he compete against his, everybody in his old belt. So he would mop the floor with everybody, and then the next day he would go back to his home gym and they would give him a new belt. So it's really weird. I mean, it's, it's martial arts. It's it's competitive. It's fucking weird. I always I told all the guys that, I, that, were, that were doing their first tournament that, you know, you have to understand, the one thing you have to understand is, is that these guys and gals will do anything to get this fucking piece of plastic covered in a color of a precious metal that's actually plastic <laughs> so this this piece of plastic covered in gold plastic they will literally break your neck for it they don't care they just have to win it's a really <laughs> weird environment Do i get money out of jim it? jim i Is don't there know money there's no money there's That's no money. My, you my pay. Whole biggest thing is the only reason people should be trying to kill each other is everybody. <laughs> you don't. You you don't and, pay. And and you know, or you know a partner. Or that. You don't you get, get paid. If you ain't getting paid, who gives a shit? Right. So that's the way I feel about it. When I woke up in the morning, that one morning <laughs> I decided I wasn't going to do it. I was like, yeah. And here's the other thing. If you, the way I feel is if, if you're not going out there to to win mm-hmm. then don't go then why, why are you bother? Going? why, why bother because trying, <laughs> trying to kill you it's just not worth it you know what i mean and uh, let me ask you, you know, an honest question so like one of these local tournaments what's the top prize you get a, a, a metal trophy a plastic trophy a plastic medal and, and I, I, i'll as a matter of fact i will uh if i remember next next week i will bring the the one silver medal i have downstairs and i'll show it to you but do you get invited to like the next level of like? No, no. I mean, I guess it's a, you go to states and then right, you go to right. nationals. And- there are so you have you have different competitions, right? As you get more and more well known, so these are just these amateur tournaments. There are pro competitions, but they're not. Most of them aren't tournaments. It's almost like you're just going to a fight card, right? So you know, fighter A versus fighter B, and then the next fighter, and then the next fight. It's like going to any other fight card, wrestling card, whatever. <laughs> If you start doing well in those, you'll get noticed, and then you'll start being able to qualify for ADCC and the Pan Ams and all this other stuff that they do where you actually win money. Right. You know, uh, there are tournaments out there. Hold on, There's does it the cost biggest money to enter. That I don't know. It costs money to enter one that we did on Saturday. And you don't win it. You know, so you can't and you don't win anything. Back. You're basically no, no, just no, going no, in no, there. No, and, no. Yeah, you're going in there. It's basically, you know, put it this way. 
you, you, we used to play hockey at Woodhaven uh, Sports Center. Yeah. You, you paid to play in a league there. You never won anything if you won no, the league. Got a trophy. Yeah, that was I get it. it. Okay. That makes you sense. know what I mean? It's, it's the same thing. The way it's it was just, described hockey, to me was like Jim was right. like Jim Pride. It would be like right. you want to rack it up so like our academy or studio is like the the so they peak the area. But they have everybody that's big fighting that anyway, blue belt right? is a purple belt. Everybody's a purple belt is a brown belt. Everybody's a brown belt is black. <laughs> yeah, they call that. There's a technical term for that. It's called sandbagging. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Not like there the are guys. Sandbagging. No, they were. There are guys that will go to schools and wear a white belt and be a purple belt and then go in and nuke everybody in the school. That's nuts. And the problem is, is that the one thing about, you know, I only know one martial art. I'm only familiar with one martial art, and that's jujitsu. The thing about Brazilian jiu-jitsu is there's no fucking lion. At some point during that day, you're going to get on the floor and you're going to roll with people. And if you're a purple belt, pretend to be a white belt. Everybody's going to know as soon as the fucking match starts. Right. You know what I mean? If you're well, saying you're a black belt, if you're saying to a black belt, you're a black belt and you're not, you're a blue belt, but you want to show off in front of people, they're going to know as soon as the match starts. You're going to do something that no black belt would do. Right. Whether it's some something huge or something like not tucking an elbow in a certain spot. They're going to know. Everybody's going to know. Everybody's like, dude, ain't fucking black belt. You'll know. So it's a really weird situation. And they do have uh, uh, medals. They have – I know grappling industry has this, like, giant medal that you get, and it's for the best program, the best school. But okay, whatever so school has it, the most you can do wins. It school pride. Then. So there is a school pride thing that goes for, along yeah. with it. Yes, there definitely is a school pride. So you then you end up hanging those in the uh, in the window. I know one of the Mexican restaurants. We have a Mexican restaurant around the corner, and there's a a, a woman who owns uh, an academy around the corner, in the other direction, and she gave the North American Grappling Association Naga. She gave them all her belts. She's a Mexican Mexican woman. She gave the restaurant. I think it's her one of her relatives owns it. And there's Naga belts all over the place in that in that restaurant, which is pretty cool. But you look at that. That's like somebody who's into it and just like, oh yeah, I got all these belts. Go hang them on the wall. I don't even want them. You I've know? got a, a New Japan uh, IWGP Heavyweight Championship belt. I won that. <laughs> yeah, but you actually won that. <laughs> you actually oh, won that. You won that fair and square, buddy. So yeah. I beat uh, Kenji was... Mudo. <laughs> That's all I got, though. It was, it was a fun. It was a fun. It was a fun weekend. Brandon, go ahead. You can expand like on your weekend. I always like those stories, though, where it's like every every time I've ever done anything competitive, you're like, I think I'm pretty good at this. Let's go see who else is good, and then you immediately fall into the a world of like weird gimmicks and liars and and disappointment. So. Nothing that interesting for me. Just finally looks like it's getting nice outside. Just took a walk down the street, realized <clears throat> how wound up I am. Like I've been talking about what down the street to get a coffee it's 75 and sunny out everybody's eating i'm blessed and uh full nelson by limp biscuit just shoulders tense just being like imagine I'm, I'm walking out to the octagon for a ufc fight so i'm like okay i gotta <laughs> slow it down a little bit here summer's coming so i'm good yeah we were outside uh i was cooking dinner and my wife we were taking a ride home and it's the first two days that we know it's gonna like it's officially over 50 degrees in philadelphia like we're we're done with the winter correct like we can agree on this right yeah i wouldn't, we I wouldn't over, bet money on it. it i think we're, i think we're 50. safe like this is like planting season gardening season you're safe you're good to go so my wife and we haven't been drinking we've been cutting back like significantly and also i've been kind of ill and we're riding home she's like oh, this is kind of weather it makes me kind of thirsty and i was like yeah me too 
So we stopped off and got a couple of drinks, and we were in the backyard fucking around and joking around. And then I was like, nope, I got to go inside and sit underneath fluorescent lights and record and talk about wrestling. It should be fun. <laughs> and we got to. Yeah, it's going to get tough, and it's hot out. But I know. We can do it. We did it last year. It's Philly. We get legit, like, uh, I don't know, two weeks of spring, and then before you know it, it's 90 degrees in May. And then no one wants to leave the house again. Well, I, I mean, if you got a giant bowl, oh, yeah. <laughs> then you want to keep out back all the time. Brandon, uh, do you know that, and listeners, do you know that if you go over Chris's house unannounced and he's in this pool, he'll be out there with weights? <laughs> it's amazing. I don't do it anymore. It's amazing, though. Oh. You have done it. Oh, yeah, no, I used to take kettlebells in the pool. I'm afraid that I'll rust them because it's salt water now. Yeah. It's so. amazing. It's an amazing scene. <laughs> Yeah, I swing the I like kettlebell. That. That's what swing I would kettlebell. Do. Uh, what I was doing. Oh, so yeah, this is what I would do. So, so my pool is ten feet deep in the deep end. It's an old. They don't even make them this big anymore. It's an old Sylvan pool. It's all concrete. It's like from the seventies. So, uh, what I would do is I would take a twenty-five pound kettlebell, tie it to my balls. Oh, because you'll <laughs> fuck it, dude. Stretch that dick so, out. Let me just say something. Let me tell you something. Um, there have been times I, you don't realize how <laughs> when right, you I'm take gonna clean, I'm going to come clean in the public. When I was in college, I decided I wanted to increase my already large penis and tied it to a weight once. <laughs> nice. Cause I read in the early days of the internet, they said, that's how you did it. And I was like, yeah, let's see what happens. You Love think you got now. like an eighth of an inch out of nah, it? Nah, I don't know if I got anything. But I sat there with a weight tied to my cockhead between my legs, and I played Resident Evil 2 with the shades closed. <laughs> For there six go. months. Oh, my go. God. What is wrong with you? Like, why crazy. would you think that would – why would – no, no. That's not crazy. That's not crazy. Thinking that would – doing that is crazy. Thinking at any point it would work, not crazy. Um, I was on Netscape. Push. I was on Netscape, and Netscape told me <laughs> – <laughs> that works. So I tried it out. Not that, that I was, was how many? Notice. Like I, I'm just curious if you think that was that that I, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the most searched thing in internet. Oh history. yeah, it, it has to be. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean I get ads for it all the time when I'm on Pornhub. If you had a if board. we had a soundboard, I'd hit you with a "You are one pathetic loser" from Dumb and Dumb. <laughs> I was uh, yeah. I was bored and crazy in college, so I decided. So you know how you float, you know how you float in the pool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go back to human conversations. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know how you float in the pool. You grab a ten-pound kettlebell and you go into the pool. You sink right to the bottom like a fucking rocket. One of the like tests. if there's no buoyance at all, you just whoop, hit the ground. Uh, that summer I spent as a um a lifeguard at the uh, water park. One of the tests was you had to dive down you know do the the diver dive with the leg or whatever the fuck it was called go down pick up a brick you had to come up and you had to tread water bricks heavy in the pool yeah oh it's suddenly yeah. much heavier i mean like we're so, talking about how much is a brick five pounds maybe not even two and a half yeah two and a half you had to go down there and pick it up so it, it occurred to me while we were doing while i was while i tried that that um i was alone so that could go horribly fucking wrong. 
really yeah, quick. Do, yeah. And so I don't do it. I don't do it at all. You can always I I let go it. of the, the weight. Well, you'd be amazed how stupid I am and didn't realize that sometimes, too. Oh, go, go down. Like, you're holding the weight. You go down to the bottom. You're like, oh, God, I can't swim. And then you go to yourself. You're like, oh, wait. You just drop the weight and you shoot right back up to the <laughs> Yeah, you had to. But then I started. But then I started. Yo, then I started. I'd be laying in bed and I'd be thinking and I'd be like, just like my mind's wandering before I fall asleep. And I'd be thinking about what happens if it gets caught and it gets caught in my pants and I, and I like, it gets like Rips tied up off, somehow. You know, so your dick gets my way dick, longer. And then I, 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 my dick's like six inches longer, but I die. So I never get to use I was, it. I was totally. Cause why would, here's the question I have. Why would you want it longer? <laughs> like this, like like a slim gym? Why not? Like just like like couple inches goes in, you're like, oh, oh, it's it's, oh, it's like oh, Play-Doh. It oh, thinner but longer. Yeah, it's like the structural integrity starts getting ruined. It was just like it, it's like it looks like a normal penis, but after stretching it out, it just looks like one of the uh, pieces from the Game of Life. You know, like when you when. <laughs> You know, it's like, like a mozzarella you, stick that you pulled apart when it was hot, and then you let it sit, and it's yeah, like now it's, it's 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 hard, but it's fucking it has no integrity at all. Yeah, or I was gonna say like every time you ever chew a piece of gum till it completely breaks down. Yeah, and it's just like almost like dust. It's like crumbly. Like there's wax, there's wax lips. You chew on them at first, you're like, mm, this is kind of gummy. I could stretch it out before you know it's just crumbling in your mouth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you guys want to talk about wrestling? We don't have to. <laughs> Yeah, let's talk about wrestling. All right. Uh, uh, let's start with Stardom's World Climax. Real quick, we're going to go through this. Um, most importantly, we're going to talk about um, Kyrie's Kyrie's return. So Kyrie Sane has returned to Stardom. She is uh, looks fantastic physically. She looks fantastic. A little rest, rusty in the ring, but she did a great fucking job. Chris, thoughts? We were talking last week about Mania. And I was, you know, I have the unpopular opinion about uh, Bianca and Becky, uh, how it's just kind of not bought in with them. Not that they're not great. They're good in the ring. They're talented. But it just doesn't do anything for me. Uh, Kyrie's the exact opposite. And Kyrie in stardom is is the exact opposite of opposite. I don't know what I'm trying to say. But, like, it was so far is, true. is the same. I know. But you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, it, it solidified my opinion of her. Um, That was, she's awesome. Uh, Everything to just the, I always, I know you, <laughs> I know you're going to hate this, but I was, I, I always liked her pirate gimmick. Um, fucking pirates. Yeah, I know. But it just, like, it, it, maybe it was, the. I think part of it was the music in yep. WWE when she would come out. And it was like, she was special. Even if she was on TV every week, when she came out, it's like, yeah, all right, she's here. It, she had like a, she carries herself in a certain way, and and Do you know the, the whole origin of the pirate gimmick. I have no idea. No, she was a collegiate sailor. Oh, okay. The sailing club, and also <clears throat> she was, um, she was trying to get into the uh, Olympics as a sailor. All right, like, so like she the real deal. Pirate. She the pirate. Like the real deal. So they made her a pirate. Yeah, so that, that makes sense. You're a pirate loose, now. Loose tie there. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's on a boat, and it's got she's sails. Yeah. So, but no, I mean, I, you know, she, my girlfriend, even the, w- the college rowing team, if she starts going around my house. Does that have a sail? Then she can't do it. I'm sorry. She can't do it. She can be a whaler. She could be a whaler. The whalers would, you know, harpoon her. I don't know what a whaler is. It's somebody that kills whales, Brandon. Kills whales. Yeah, <laughs> but, but a harpoon. 
is that not from a boat with a sail? I would think you would need a large boat. Well, no, it's the end of the little boats. boats. He gets into the rowboats and they chase it down. Right? <sighs> and then Queequeg takes the, the, the spear and throws it. You've in never the seen Moby Dick, Brandon? Oh, watch. No, no, no. Oh, come on. It's one of my favorite books. And it's an okay movie. So, um, okay, <laughs> says, uh, yeah, so I'm bought in with her. Uh, everything looks legit. She was great as a baby face in WWE. She was great as a heel in WWE, even though they didn't really use her that much. Just her presence was awesome. And she was, she can go from being cutesy wootsy and happy and doing the heart thing that Japanese women seem to love to do that this thing, this, this thing. The hand it's a Jap- that's a Japanese thing, right? I mean, they do that. Yeah. I never, yeah, they all do. Yeah, all right, heart. Um, so, and then can also look legit in the ring. Yeah, you know, you look even as a baby face looking at her opponent and you know, looking frightening to a degree. I mean, it was it was really good. It was cool to see her. Um, and I was you know I'm bought in. Start them. I'll watch it now because now I have somebody to tie it to, and there was English commentary for that one, which made it a lot easier to watch. Makes it easier. How about a, yeah? Hold on, we'll, we'll move on to uh, Kyrie versus Starlight Kid, which is another great match. But how about a uh, Wakasukiyami on fucking commentary? Oh, yes. yeah. Yes. <laughs> and then she'll like kind of just like make a one-word comment. She would go spinning back fist. Yes. <laughs> so good. I love it. I love it. Great. Great. And that was like Chris Brooks. That who's helping her now? Chris Brooks and yeah, that's who's uh, the Stuart Fulton. He's the guy that does uh, Noah. Which we don't watch anymore. Noah. <laughs> That's who he does. Stuart Fulton. Okay. Yeah. Brent, thoughts? Did you catch any of this? I did, yeah. Uh, not too much that so you guys covered it. She shed the WWE offer pretty quick there and wrestled a lot more aggressively uh, almost immediately. Those moves that came to mind, I jotted down, was like uh, the stomp onto – it was uh, Awatani's shoulder. Uh, I think it was a Starlight Kid match. Yeah, Starlight Kid onto her shoulders – onto the ring and that uh, submission where she had her cranked off the top rope, leaning back mm-hmm. all the way onto the floor, just pretty nasty stuff that you don't see very often. So definitely looking forward to see more of her in there, but I think you guys pretty much nailed it. She's on IR now. She has a punctured eardrum. Ah. I don't know when punctured what? Eardrum. Oh. Which apparently is pretty I don't understand how that sports. works. I, I, guess I, was, I thought you pop your eardrum, that's it. But apparently not. No, she's just like, yeah, I've got eardrum issues. Like, she in her interview, she's like, yeah, my eardrum was punctured. Uh, I can't really hear anything. So (laughs) I'm going to go see a doctor again tomorrow, and we'll see what happens. But I think she's more of a special event thing. She might show up for the pay-per-view and fight this person, that person. I don't know. This was an okay show. It wasn't the best. I was pretty stoked on it, and I enjoyed a lot of it. I didn't think it was... It stood up to uh, some of their better shows, this one. I really like the prominent stuff, especially Suzu Suzuki. I thought she was awesome. But um, And it's good that more eyes are on that. And the uh, Saya Kamitani versus Tom Nakano match was fucking amazing. But overall, I thought it was it was okay. I don't know. Thoughts, Chris? Sup- I thought you were super fucking gassed. I thought you were, you were super fucking gassed up on this beforehand. I was beforehand, and then after I... After, Did something change? After 48 hours and letting it process it was like mm, i don't know it was okay okay i wasn't crazy about the main events i think series main events weren't great really because i yeah. was okay well did you do you disagree go ahead 
I, I that didn't cross my mind. I was like, I, I thought it was a different pace to the match before them mm-hmm. both nights, and I was like, it, it's it. Uh, to be honest, like you know, but inside baseball here, when we get two hours of stuff to watch in a week on top of what we normally do, I'm like, oh fuck me. Yeah. And the fact that those stood out as like a slight, a different style than the predecessors, pre- 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 the, the predeceding matches, yeah, the preceding matches, preceding, yes, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, uh, I would like allowed me to get into them, and I thought that they they fit well and were a little bit more precise. But I, I hear you. Like I, I I think I enjoyed the Julia one better than the Mayo Iwatani match. Just because the Mayo Iwatani match ended kind of weird with the referee with the referee stoppage. Yes, it just seemed a little. But I was like, I, I think there was a miscommunication between the referee and Mayu, and she still seemed like she was reaching for the ropes. And usually, he doesn't call the match until the opponent has completely submitted, like they can't get out of it, and then he'll call the match. And it makes more sense. And in that match, Siri versus uh, Iwatani, it seemed like she was still reaching for the ropes. So my read on this, and it may be because I watched it right after I watched the UFC on Saturday night. I watched it on Sunday, and in the main event, they stopped the fight very early because right. the, the guy just didn't need any more punishment, and that kind of resonated with me. And I'm like, you know what? Sometimes like there's more to it than what's happening tonight. Right. And for how young they are, I kind of liked the like, hey, your knees wrecked. Like right. you're not winning this. It's a, maybe you could survive this maneuver, but. I think it's past the point of no return, so let it let it go here. Right, right, right. But I think that's why it kind of landed with me, but I hear you. I get that take. Chris, thoughts? So I don't really have a litmus to compare this. Like, we watch a lot of it, but I haven't really – it hasn't really drawn me in. This one drew me in, so I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, I might watch one. We might watch one next month, and it might blow it away. So, you know, I mean, for it being the first one that I've really been really into and really invested in, I thought it was really good. You know, Um, I hadn't really been able to wrap my brain around what was going on, who was who, why they were doing what. And the first bunch that we had watched and I was kind of watching it like, you know, it was almost. First of all, I hadn't figured out how to stream it to my TV from my from my computer, so I was watching it on the computer, and I was just like, it just wasn't syncing up for me right. Now it has, uh, and for this to be like, this was like a good one for it to do that for, because it was really, I found it very entertaining. Um, and like Brandon said, you know, you watch so much wrestling, and then you tack some two, four hours, whatever, more onto the end of it, hmm. and you're kind of like, oh, all right, let me get through this and watch it. And I actually sat there, and I really enjoyed it. Good. So, yeah. So, uh, I, like I said, I'm bought in. Maybe it was um, – there's. If, yeah, I mean, to my defense, I think it's – I think maybe I liked more of the middle of the card stuff and less of the back end stuff. You know I would I mean? agree with that. Like I really like that. I like those tag matches. I like the prominent stuff. You know what I mean? Like that stuff in the middle. That both of the Kyrie. Oh no, the Kyrie match I think was almost. Yeah, the Kyrie matches in the middle of the. Both Kyrie matches were right in the middle of the card. And I think that it kind of deflated when you got to like the last two matches of the show. Now I know Brandon's a big fan of Siri, so you would get hyped for that. You know what I mean? Like Siri's a really fun fun to watch, but. I found the fight with Julia a little bit better than the one with Mayo. I don't know. It's just personal preference. I'll tell you what, though. They do a good job of Siri. They make her so unbelievably. They make her look dominant 
without her squashing people. Like it's a, you're able to do that, right? I mean, we'll 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 go back to what Brandon was saying. Like he had just gotten done watching the USC fight on Saturday night, and the 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 guy that lost, he got dominated, but he hung in there. It wasn't just like, oh, go in there, smash. He didn't get smashed in five seconds. I mean, that does – you can be dominated for five rounds. You can be dominated for 20 minutes of a wrestling match and still manage to survive right. and keep it going. And I like how they do that with series sent- – it's not like it, – it's not like, you know – uh, to comp- I don't want to compare it to WWE, but when they run with Brock and Brock just smashes everybody and then it's the main event of a pay-per-view and it's like three minutes long because he squashed them. Mm. Yeah, it's cool if you're if you're painting that picture, but you can do this and make somebody look really good and actually let them have matches right. and tell that story of their dominance. And they're managing to do this with Siri because she's dominant, but she's not squashing people. She's not making look at anybody. Nobody looks like bad because then right. you end up in that situation where it's like, all Who right, can, well, who's going to Julie is your your top heel, right? Or kind I don't know if yeah, like, yeah. Kind of, you understand what I'm saying. So if Julie is your top and then he goes in there and she wrestles Siri and then loses, then it's like, all right, well, who's next? I mean, right. we'll talk about it when we get to AEW. We've been talking about it with Jade Cargill for a while. It's like, right. oh, God, what are we going to do here? So, but I, like I Actually, said, it's, the opposite, right? You end up like walking away with Maya Watani is like you liked. I liked her more than beforehand, even right. if she fucking lost. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what I mean. They end up looking better and looking better in the loss than the person looked in the win. Right. It tells more of a story. Well, that's a, that's interesting because uh, the Mayu and Kyrie match against Tom Nakano and Unagi Sayaka. Uh, Unagi gets the living piss kicked out of her for pretty much the entire match. On like the whole story was that she challenged Kyrie because she didn't know who she was. She's like, I don't know who you are. WWE, what's that? I don't know what that is. She gets the piss kicked out of her the whole match, but she looked fucking great coming out of it. So I guess that works for her. And to Chris's point where you were like taking somebody that's like getting the shit kicked out of them, but they look pretty good coming out of it. For me, for a promotion like this, that's the best thing they can do. Yeah, I agree. So coming out of it, we have the uh, the Cinderella tournament. Cinderella! The winner wears the dress and can have a wish. Any wish she wants. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll and I, think I, I, I think i know with, with hat goatee guys wishing they wish yeah have you seen there's a certain wrestler his name is uh what the fuck's his name shrek there's a japanese wrestler named shrek no He's big ass <laughs> dude with green hair i swear to god he goes to all these shows he's sitting like first three rows i've been seeing him a lot recently Shrek. He's got this big mask on his giant head, but it's definitely Shrek. He goes and he's checking out these ladies. He's like, oh, wow. oh God. All right. So, um, yeah, we got the princess. No, oh, sorry. Cinderella tournaments. So we'll talk about that in a couple of weeks. All right. Uh, so New Japan Pro Wrestling had Hyper Battle 22. And ladies and gentlemen, We've been shitting on New Japan Pro Wrestling, but this shit was fucking awesome. Top to bottom. I know you guys didn't catch this, but uh, every single fucking match was pretty good. It's shocking. We got Tai Chi versus Toriano. It didn't end up being a sumo match. Because Tai Chi said he didn't want to disrespect sumo and make it and ridicule it. 
make it look stupid and make a joke of it. So what they did was they did no ropes. And whoever got thrown out was the loser. Tai Chi wins the king of pro wrestling title. Oh, great. But most importantly, the crowd was so into it, they disregarded all don't scream fucking no speaking rules. And the whole crowd was freaking out during the whole thing, and it was awesome. And it reminds me of what New Japan used to be. A lot of screaming people. It was a lot of fun. And Tai Chi has challenged, um, uh, what's his name? The Dragon. The fuck is his name? Oh, Shingo Takagi. Oh. He's challenged Shingo Takagi. He's like, you're not doing anything. And he legit said, you're not doing anything. You're not the champ or anything. Come fight me for King of Pro Wrestling. So we've got that coming out of it. And also, uh, amazing match, fucking Okada versus Zack Sabre Jr., where Zack Sabre Jr., from the first bell, just attacks Okada's arm, trying to disable the Rainmaker. This match is fucking spectacular. It was under 30 minutes, and I'd say go out of your way and check it out. It's fucking amazing. But we had, the, the problem was is that we knew that Okada was going to win, but there was some suspension of disbelief, and the crowd bought into Zack Sabre Jr., and they were cheering for Zack Sabre Jr., I guess it helps that you, um, during pandemic, when everybody else ran away, Zack Sabre Jr. stayed there, and now he's got like a legit two two years of fan base. Thoughts, Chris? I just, I, you know what? I wish I had put a couple minutes aside and watched this because I'm such a fan of both of these guys. The one, the only problem with Zack Sabre Jr. is, is, is Zack, and when he's in that position, is he ever gonna win? I don't think. Like, so. I mean, if you if you think about, I, I'm not saying in the future, maybe. You know, they don't really have any gaijin. They don't have any foreigners, right? So wouldn't he – I would assume that He's like, they, they can build a base of him being the outsider, right? I mean, that's always been a classic uh, role in Japanese wrestling. Um, so they can build a base for him, or he's built a base for him as being a popular um, non-Japanese wrestler. In, in New Japan. Right. So I don't, it could happen. It would be cool if it did happen. But if you look at from the, from the, what was it, two days ago? So two days ago, for, past, there, there's never been any point in which you thought he was going to actually win the match that he was in. Until you watch the sports. match where I was like, right. holy shit, he might win this. And then he doesn't. But it, they had me. They caught me a couple times. Brandon, good. Everything about him is inherently niche, and I think we're, you, he's kind of reached the precipice of where you can go with that. I don't, whether it comes from his personal taste and like everybody know, like you know, but his music style and the things that he's into, right. or his wrestling style, it's like he's a total he's, hipster. He, yeah. He's not meant to be the the, the face of of the, to carry the the biggest belt. Like I, I don't think he's ever attempting to do that. But right. it's a weird thing where he's so good and going on for so long, where it's like starting to feel like he does deserve it, but. I don't know that he ever will. Rumor is is that I shouldn't say he, starting to feel it has, but sorry. Right. Rumor is is that he is filling the spot that Kota Ibushi was supposed to have before Kota got hurt. So he's just been it's sliding in for every single one of these shows. He's been sliding in and just fitting into that. He's doing a great fucking job though. Yeah, he is. Yeah. So they have similar. I mean, I'm Go sorry ahead. for for other than you know Kota Ibushi almost. Um, Maybe I'm going off, and but other than Kota Ibushi almost killing himself all the time, hmm. they do a lot of. I know it's not similar, but it is similar, 
where it's a lot of like devastating, like submit, like twisting and turning and hitting and punt. You know what I mean? Kicking really so like stiff kicks dip, and stiff yeah. hits. And I would say, I would say, I would say, okay, so like, um, Kota Ibushi does more like a, I don't know, high impact versions of Zack Saber Jr.'s low impact versions, where right. it's like Zack Saber Jr. You believe at any point that he could submit anyone, and even though it's silly in real life, but in pro wrestling terms. It looks devastating. Every single move he does, Kota Ibushi, on the other hand, is like dropping people on their head, dropping himself on his head to make other people get hurt. Right. Right. I got you. That's what, yeah, that's what I was trying to say. It's like at any moment they could beat you with one thing, and it all looks so devastating. Um, but to Brandon's point, he's right. You know, you're never going to – I don't think you're ever going to see this guy carry the big belt. He's the dude that comes in with, like, seven belts from – like, Zoltimo Dragon. He comes in with, like, right. 50 belts from a bunch of different promotions you never heard of. It says, because I have all these belts from these crap places, I'm the best. Right. Like, I have 12 belts. You only have one. <laughs> when he was walking Cardia, around – Cardona style. Yeah, when he had the coat pulled, buttoned up, and then he would come to the ring, and he would unbutton it, and he had belts stacked up. <laughs> like, that was great. I love that. Uh, some positives coming from the Japanese front. Number one, they're opening the borders pretty much to, I think, I think it's like 120 fucking countries for workers, not for tourists. So expect some people for super juniors, expect people for G1. G1 climax has been announced. It's going to happen in July. It's moved back to summer. It's been in fall for the last two years for the Olympics because the Olympics were supposed to happen and then they didn't happen because of COVID. So they just had it the next year. So uh, so that's a good thing. Um, also, New Japan Pro Wrestling will be broadcast, or AEW, which we're going to talk about in a minute, is going to be broadcast on New Japan, New Japan World for Japanese viewers. Not for American viewers, unless you have a VPN. I did watch some clips with Shingo commenting. <laughs> Being a comic, it's Shingo and Murata. Murata is the guy who does pretty much every Japanese broadcast of anything anywhere. And Shingo Takage <laughs> doing the broadcast. Shingo Takage at one point is just like cheer. He's freaking out when Wardlow is coming into the ring. We'll talk about it in a minute, but there's a scene where Wardlow is coming in. He's talking about up security guards. He's beating up security guards. And Shingo Takage is just losing his shit. Just, just laughing his ass off, fucking like this is crazy. We should do this more often in our company. Uh, company. I don't know. It's big fucking. So they're news. they're watching it and commentating it. Commentating on it. Yes. Let me. Can I? So, do you see a situation in which uh, AEW wrestlers, namely, we know which ones we want, do the G one, right? And they broadcast key matches or highlights of the G1 on AEW on TNT or TBS. Do you see a situation in which this happens? No. Like WCW used to. I don't think so. And my thing is that I think they're going to cross promote where it's like, if you want to watch this match in its entirety, you have to go sign up for New Japan World. I'm, that's what that's what I'm getting at. I'm getting at like, okay, all right. So you don't see they're not going to. All right, well, uh, the American Dragon uh, wrestled name, you know, Shigo Takagi. Okay, they'll show like G1. three spots, and they'll be like, right, go yes. here to watch the whole thing. Go to Japan World and and get this thing. I can see that happening. Yeah. I wouldn't see a full match. No, yeah. Or how about a full match in AW in the United States? That's a possibility. Okay, because that's another ad. You want to see more wrestling like this? 
go watch it because now you have the ability to watch it as a Japanese fan on New Japan World or anywhere else in the world, I guess. I don't know where they're doing that. I guess it depends on what their broadcasting rights are. If they're not broadcasting on television, you probably can get it on their streaming service. From what I read, it's Japan only with the Japanese commentary. Okay. Yeah. So, but I'm just saying, like, if you're going to do, you know, uh, New Japan guy one versus New Japan wrestler number two, on AW on Wednesday night. I wouldn't see that. No, I would yeah. see that. All right. All okay, right. here just... we go. We're going to show you highlights of uh, Brian Danielson versus uh, Naito from the first round of the G1. Boom, boom. Here's some spots. Here it is. If you want to watch the entire match, or they might give them one match. That's what I'm saying. Like, we're going to start. Well, one match is going to be officially on uh, AW television. But if you want to catch yeah. the rest of the tournament, you got to go over there because New Japan yes. is going to want all that traffic to go their way. And that then as a, as a result, a reciprocal result would be that Tanahashi is on their television. Right. You know what I mean? Brandon, thoughts? I, I disagree. I, th- I would actually go a step further, and I think Good, that they yeah. will. I th- it, it might not be this year. It might not be next year, but I think it's a matter of time until they do do it an entire like night of the G1 Climax Climax as an AEW Dynamite TV show, and that's broadcast from there. Because what's going to happen is all of these half-step things that you guys are referencing aren't going to get the push that they either of these companies want from it, and they're eventually going to keep leaning in more and more. I think that that's going to be the case. There's no reason that they that they wouldn't because uh, I don't. I think New Japan has the money. I know Tony Khan has the money. And if this guy's been good at one thing, it's just been pulling off those, like, you never thought this would be the stop that they pull out. Mm-hmm. So it might they, start with one match. They might have a Brian Danielson versus X competitor in the G1. Happens on AEW Dynamite. It's going to be a, gonna be a big climax. Yeah. But in, inevitably, we'll, I think they'll they'll keep going with that because it's it's too mutually beneficial for them to, to half-step around each other. It doesn't, it doesn't seem like the ego is there with AEW to do so. But New and Japan think, is, is old and carny. So it's like you have to put that in the factor where it's like, well, we we can't have this guy losing on your TV. Yeah, they actually do that. They still. do that weird shit. It's like, well, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Can't have this guy losing to this guy on your TV. It could be contingent on how well those matches do, but it's yeah. a matter of time and money. So if they, if the time if the money comes in right, That's I think the they, 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 they'll the lean in. Yeah. Final and I'm not saying that. Good, sorry, I'm not saying that that uh, fucking. Shingo Takage has to lose on AEW Dynamite. If if Tony, I think Tony Khan's enough of a, a pussy. Sorry, I shouldn't say. <laughs> I think he's enough of a, of a motherfucker to be like, yeah, like I love New Japan so much. Like you guys could fucking lose on, or we'll, our guys will drop on the show to get this cr- crazy thing over there. I think I think Brian Danielson is one of the guys. I think he's definitely a guy that will lay down for anybody. So you get a situation where it's like, if Brian Danielson will sacrifice a win, he doesn't give a shit. He'll go and be like, yeah, I'm losing this dude just to get over, you know, our company or right. New Japan. Ryan Danielson definitely will do that because the fans know he is the best fucking wrestler on the planet. So it's like, eh, if he loses, it's not a big deal. We don't and if care. that was the, the, the stopping point was that New Japan wasn't doesn't want to send guys over and do G1 and lose on TNT, it's the same I think reason, they could get past that. But. Right. It's the same reason why New Japan's only sending over Ishii, uh, Suzuki, uh, uh, fucking every other old guy over 50 years yeah. old because they don't care if they lose. But if they send over their big names, they don't want them to lose because they're corny as shit and they don't want them, their guys, to look bad. That's it. 
That's why I when hear we you. have I these joint shows where it's like uh, New Japan versus fucking Noah, the guy losing is a guy that's 20 years old. It's not fucking Great Muda, who should be losing every fucking match. He's 57 <laughs> years old. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's corny as fuck. And it was, the way it is. look, it was that kind of behavior. And the funny thing is, it was that kind of behavior that almost put him under like 15 years ago, where they were doing all that stupid shit. Speaking of which, let's talk about this. So we were talking about Noah. Going into January, we were talking about Noah. Noah's so hot. We watched a couple of shows with Noah. Guys were kicking the fucking shit out of each other. We were like, this is going to be great. We were excited for New Japan versus Noah. We watched it. We had a fucking blast watching that show. It was great. They put the title on a 65-year-old man. And now nobody gives a fuck. And apparently... I mean, rumors are what rumors are. The old guys don't want to put over the young guys. So you got guys like Keno. You got Nakajima, who's not that young, but he's under 40. You got a, 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 the super young guy whose name escapes me at this point. But these guys can't win now, aren't even in the title scene. And you got old guys in charge. You got fucking old men. And no one cares about Noah. Nobody gives a shit. They're bringing in fucking Michael Elgin, who's a sexual predator. <laughs> Like, this company fucking Yeah, that's stinks. an absolute disaster. They had a, a little bit of momentum coming into 2022, and it immediately... They were the hottest... Pro- like, them and Stardom coming into 2022 were the hottest Japanese products to talk about. And they just dumped water all over that fire. Yep. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. These guys would just... Just put themselves over. And all because old men. Fucking Fujita's 60-some years old, and he's like... Yeah, I'm not losing to this guy. Yeah, why would I lose? I'm fucking. I was in Pride. I was in Pride fighting fucking 25 <laughs> years ago. Why would I lose? I'm 65. That's why you lose. Unbelievable. Anyway, there's my pulling up his pancreas on Wikipedia. <laughs> right now he's fighting with pancreas cancer. He was on pancreas 25 years ago. <laughs> Fuck. Right, remember, remember earlier on when I said I didn't want to go. It was tough. Go, you could didn't want to go into a tournament as a forty-six year old man and fight twenty-one year old dudes. Yeah. You know why? Because you fucking lose. That's yeah, you why. lose. That's why. They outcast the shit out of you. My only let's move on. But my my final point is that I, there's enough U.S. audience to be had by New Japan that it's a matter of time until they dial it in and something has to click. Yeah. If they care at all if they're if they have any semblance of like growth as a company if they truly don't then good fucking luck but brandon they did a u.s tour where they did like dallas a couple of towns in carolinas they didn't advertise any of the shows they were just showing up on name value they didn't say who was going to be there they had like 150 people at their fucking shows they don't know what the fuck they're doing i have no faith in new japan pro wrestling to get over in the United States. They had all the fire behind them with the Madison Square Garden show. Probably one of the best things I've ever seen live. Can you believe? Think about it. We saw Matt New Japan Pro Wrestling in the mecca of American sports. Madison Square Garden. Madison Square Taven. <laughs> Matt Taven was in it. Matt, Marty Skrull was there. Uh... Enzo and Cass jumped over the fucking cage over the over the fence. Um, uh, Naito tried to throw a guy into the fucking guardrail, and some security guard got pissed off because he jumped off the roof. He was absolutely insane. That was, yeah, was where great. New Japan was. 
I don't think it's ever going to get there again. I'm sorry. That was the most fun I've had at a show in a long time. Oh, even though Pepperoni Pete was just like bleeding fucking sweat. Yeah, even <laughs> even though I had put point five Madison Square Garden seats to my name. <laughs> Give it up for the ref. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I have no People got to get smarter, right? These fuckers. <laughs> I got to say, it's a step in the right direction. If they include these guys in uh, Best of Super Juniors as a test, and then we get uh, uh, G1 Climax, maybe we get some guys in there. I mean, let's just let's just go over it then. Let's have a little fun with this. How about this? Um, who do you think enters G1 Climax uh, this year? Out of AEW. Let's say four Max guys. Max Caster. I think Max, Max Caster. <laughs> Max Caster. Okay. That's your guess. So we got Brian Danielson, correct? Yes. yes that, that's the number one. And John that's Moxley the one is that definitely I'd be shocked in. if it didn't. Moxley. John Moxley is definitely in. So who are the other two? I'm going to say Lance Archer. Well, Lance Archer, I think, is a New Japan guy. Let's get let's get him out of there. Okay. So let's, let's get him Pull out. him out. He's already a New Japan guy. Okay. <sighs> Two more dudes. How about Wardlow? Wardlow would be nice. But I think it would be um, tied down by his bullshit with uh, MJF. Yeah, well, he doesn't really have a contract. Can he, can he get a contract? Oh, are we talking uh, real or are we talking? <laughs> no, they're not real. Okay. Really. Um, let's see. Um, I'm trying to think. Kenny All right. I'm, I got one for you. No, I don't think Kenny. I don't think Kenny's coming in. I got one for you. Um, I'm going to say Hangman. The Hangman. That's a good one. But let's put him up there. But the other one I have is the wild card of the ones that I have, and I think it just makes sense for them. Scorpio Sky. Okay. Brandon. He's the one that's, like, not too – is he going to just, like, you know, not too much of a character that it won't be make any sense? Most of the guys – American wrestling, a lot of these guys, like, what are you going to say? MJF could never do it. He's too much MJF and not enough dude in the ring. Which is fine if you're telling right. stories. It's fine, but you can't send that guy over to New Japan. It won't make any sense. You got to be able to tell that story, you know, with less um, less vocals. Brandon, got thoughts? Yeah, I could see that. I, I would like to think they would send one big guy, which is why <coughs> I said Wardlow. I don't know if they would do Starks or Hobbs. Yeah, how about Hobbs? I don't know if they're there yet. I don't know if Hobbs would be as, – as much as I like Hobbs, I feel like Wardlow's kind of like surpassed him a little bit in the last three or four months, but he it could has, be him. But Hobbs I, – I could see a big dude. Hobbs would be a good one. That'd be or great he, for them. He, yeah, he works good enough. He can eat a bunch of losses because he already eats a bunch of losses because a couple of other guys aren't going to have to win all the time. So they're going to have to have a couple of guys that are duds. There'll be one that just – Quote, unquote, great. duds. Yeah. yeah. And it's a great story for them coming back to AEW. Right. It tells a great story. You went to Japan and you sucked, right? Like, Dante, I mean, no, you Dante show up Martin. and you're I'm thinking Dante Martin, but I think Dante Martin might be too quote unquote small. That's the weird thing Keith, about um, AEW is AEW doesn't have sizes, size limits. Yeah. Keith Lee's got to win if he's going over there. Yeah, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. I I think you send you send the you send Keith Lee light, and that is. Hobbs. Um, powerhouse Hobbs. Yeah. He can win a couple guys. He can beat a Yano. Maybe, maybe, whip, may, maybe grab a win against a Taichi or, or like to, a Yuji Nagata. Lose, that's the thing is he can lose to a Yano. Yes. Or he Samoa, can actually lose yeah. to a Yano. Yeah. yeah. Samoa Joe. Mm, 
I'd love to see him over there. I don't know if he can do the tour like that. Yes. Yeah, I was thinking him days. too, but he's he's pretty banged up, isn't he? Yeah, 30 days and well, it's 30 matches in 40 days or whatever it is. I think you're gonna send days, y- young guys. Yeah. And Mox because he's just out of his fucking mind. Mox doesn't give a shit. Well, it's interesting. We'll play around with it until we get to the time where it's. Uh, yeah, I think there's some. There's some. Until we get to the time where COVID comes back and none of them. No, got nobody it. can do anything. Yay! <laughs> there's some happy medium guy there where it's like young enough or not doing enough, plus also like wants to do it. Where you could find some guys on either side of that spectrum. They're gonna be like, it's Rocky Romero. And All you know, Frank. I'll tell you what, you know, if you could do this, and I think it would really work out just for the American nostalgia part in 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 Japan, is if not only do you send like a you send like a power you send powerhouse Hobbs in that role, and you send Taz with him. Yeah, as is. You have Taz his, on the yeah. ringside the whole time, and that would get over like a motherfucker in Japan. Mm. Christian what about Andrade. Oh my God, yes, oh, Andrade. God, how do we forget Dude, Andrade him? doesn't mind losing at all. He goes five all the time. Never wins <laughs> all the time. He always lives. He's the best wrestler in the world that never wins. It's true. He really is. I mean, there's not, there's no doubt. You know, the guy's fucking amazing, and he always loses. Some he's the, just always. I think confused. we probably hit the names. Some, some grouping of those names would be the ones that do it. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm stoked. I'm stoked about uh, New Japan because it was my favorite promotion going into this, and then it stunk, and now it's good again. And I'm really excited. Let's move on. How about AEW? Christian Cage versus Adam Cole. Match of the year? No. Okay, it was pretty good, though. It was good. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, it was good. Uh, I'll, I'll keep it short on this one, but I think I may slowly be experiencing the symptoms of like having to watch the show every week where right now they, a lot of these guys are just falling flatter with me than I would like them to Adam Cole at the top of the list. Chris, good. I think we, I talk about this a lot. Uh, it, it's, it's the perfect opportunity for them because they have so much talent. They have so many people on their roster to give us a break from somebody. And one of those people we already need a break from is Adam Cole. Yeah, uh, it's you know, it's he's 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 on every week in a big spot and he nothing is changing. Right. He's not doing anything. I don't think his char- character is really being established. Like if I was Adam Cole, if I'm in the Adam Cole role, every time I go for a pin, I'm pulling on the tights every single fucking time. And this is what we said, what I said a couple weeks ago. This way, when you get somebody that might not know who you are, if you manage to grab one new fan, AW manages to grab one person that's not already watching. Yeah, we're hooking. We're, yeah, we're scratching and grabbing for in, individual fans at this individual point. Individual people at this point, right? Because you can't crack that million people a week barrier. Um, it would show you, wait a minute. Oh, this is why this guy is is wrestling for a title he's a scumbag and he cheats all the time right. ah now it's believable that he's here also i can do without <laughs> this fucking look of amazement every time he doesn't pin a dude on a movie That's, he's never tried before dude, I, I just fucking enough that's man. such an nxt thing enough. man yeah it's such and and, and you know what's funny because you know through the the uh the Vince McMahon, the lore of Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon fucking hates that hates shit. Hates that, yeah. 
hates it, and they all do it. I don't get it. And then they wonder. A lot of these guys do it, and then they wonder why they um, they never really go anywhere. Right. You know, in like WWE, keep, you mean? In WWE, yeah. They keep like doing these things that we, as fans, that really don't know what the fuck is going on under any circumstances. We have no fucking clue, really. We know that he hates this shit, and they keep doing it, and they never, they never go anywhere. Yeah, it just reminds me of like when you used to see like I, I'll never forget. I was watching on SmackDown. It was The Rock versus Kurt Angle, and he could not. The Rock could not pin Kurt Angle. He never stopped right. to make a face. He would just go Jesus Christ, and then he would go after him again. And he was selling the fact that he was frustrated, but he didn't sell it by sitting there with this dumbfounded fucking look on his face for like ten seconds. One of my one of my you know? favorite things of 2019 it was a precursor and of course it's stardom it was a precursor to when uh, Momo Watanabe turned heel was that she was in a match with uh, Utami Hayashi for the title and she hit her finisher and she kicked out and Momo looked at the referee grabbed the referee around the throat and then turned around and just ran right at Utami and just started elbowing her knee her in the face and it was like these guys are on the same team, but they're trying to win. It's that simple. You don't have to go, ooh, the TV camera's on me. Ooh. Yeah. That's or, fucking corny, man. Or give it this. Actual the reactions. TV, the TV camera's on you, and you go, ooh, and then the next thing you know, you're getting choked out by the guy that was laying behind you. Right. Because you wasted fucking time. Right. And now this dude's fucking strangling you, and he gets the win. And of course, because I don't you were like too busy to, fucking off. I don't, I don't like to compare, uh, uh, you know, like uh, mixed martial arts and pro wrestling. It's a totally different thing. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like doing it. But one of the things that we've learned from mixed martial arts over and over again, and to it's sometimes it's kind of disgusting, is that these guys and women keep pummeling the opponent until the referee stops it, and when someone sits there and goes, oh, I didn't win. You're just like, this is stupid. It's fucking stupid. I can't stand it. Well, on the flip side, too, with with MMA. So and, 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 you know, we're getting more and more to where a lot of these things that you see in MMA in real life fighting or just the technical aspects of them are starting to leach over into pro wrestling. So this these and they should. Yeah, because you're bringing an element of realism to it. Because there's a realism right? that exists that right. never used to be there 30 years ago. Exactly. So when you do that, there are also multiple times, and I know being told this in training jiu-jitsu, that guys fucking, not only do they do like what you what you said, like, woo, after they don't hit the fucking finisher that they've never used before and it doesn't work, not, or they do things like they do something well and then they fucking admire their work and then they get fucking beat the, sh- the shit beat out of them because they stop to look at how great they were. That's every sport. Yeah. You, you hit a high I mean? fly ball and you stare so, at it and then it gets caught at the fucking wall. Right. Or it drops short and you, now you're suddenly hustling to get the yeah. second base. Now, I mean, now you only got a single. Right, right. exactly. <laughs> you didn't hustle. You were too busy looking at it. Right. Brandon, thoughts on it. As, as someone that does like to compare mixed martial arts to pro wrestling, I think it's useful as a as a reminder as to how I think people chalk things up in pro wrestling is like, well, they have to tell the story. And 
I like to often make the point, well, this I just watched the story get told in real life in a more interesting way where you, you had no opportunity to script it. So a match like that where it was probably 25 minutes and it was very entertaining, You're gonna, how many of them are you going to get out of Christian Cage at this point in his life? And you don't have to have it like an, an eye poke little like slip up ending to a sneaky victory doesn't do anything for either of them. I do like Christian Cage. I think Christian Cage did a really good job in this. I think well, I, I think and Chris said it. I think we have Adam Adam Cole fatigue at this point. But I, I, the point I'm trying to make is you're watching a guy who's well past his prime, but is a fucking legend, and everyone knows that they are relative to the crowd, right? Mm. For he goes 25 minutes and gives probably one of his bigger cable TV matches he's ever given. That would be a, a it would be fitting for the younger, stronger guy that's supposed to be a, an actual actual competitor for the championship to just finish his ass. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, that's what makes him the title competitor. Not this little like, oh, the, we have an amateur ref. You didn't see you poked him in the eye and then kicked him in the back of the head. And that's how Terrible. he got the pin. Like, yeah, you don't need to do that. Yeah. But, but but he's the creep, I guess. Final thoughts on this, Chris. Well, yeah. I, here, the other thing I noticed about this match was that. If I think that if you had somebody, anybody else that was on uh, the in the Christian slot where he is in the the grand, like the pyramid of AW, wherever he hangs out, on what level, you take a younger, more inexperienced guy than Christian, you put him in that role against Adam Cole, that match is a fucking complete dud. I think a lot of these times when you see these matches that Christian's in, there's a common line. All of them, like all those matches that he's in, are good. He's in them and he's steering that fucking ship. You know, it's not just let me let me just do a bunch of meaningless shit so I can get my shit in in 20 minutes and the crowd can be happy because they saw me and they never get to see me in any kind of storyline because I work, you know, I just wrestle random dudes in random towns every weekend. Right. Um, He actually is the one guiding the story, you know. So you think that Christian Cage was like kind of needed there from a storytelling perspective as even though Adam Cole's 30 something years old and been around for a while? Yeah, I mean, but there's also guys that are 30-something years old and been doing their job for a long time, and they're not that great at it because nobody really showed them how to fucking do it. You know, I just I, didn't think of Adam Cole as one of them, even though right. I kind of feel it saying, when I watch I, him. I don't <laughs> think Adam Cole is the kind of guy, since we've watched his matches, that really steers the ship. I think when he was at his best in NXT, he had the benefit of the NXT minds behind him helping him out. Right. His matches were what they were. His character work was really good. Right. But now it's kind of he's become Adam Cole playing Adam Cole. Yeah. Right? I wish he would do something else. That's like it's the like problem you, that we get. Right. When you if you went to go see Henry Rollins when he's almost 60 and he's in no shirt and shorts, he's doing an impression of Henry Rollins in his 30s. <laughs> right. You go see him in his spoken word thing. He's being him. There you go. You see what I'm saying? So that I, I just think that when you see Christian in that role, I look, I don't know. But to me, it just seemed that if if Christian is definitely the one that's most of the time in these matches in AEW, I would assume that this is the guy that's driving the fucking car, whether he's winning or losing. He's the one that's steering the ship. There you go. Final thoughts. We're done. Brent. Yeah, I think Adam Cole's definitely been the uh, Vince has gotten the better of this one. Like, you yeah, gotta I take think so too. Yeah. He's like, yeah, be a manager. No, I want to be a wrestler. Mm. 
Uh, speaking of veterans, uh, I didn't mention this, uh, Shinjiro Otani. Chris, do you remember Shinjiro Otani? He was in um, Best of Super Juniors 94. He was the young lion that was in it. I, Jeez, I don't remember. If I saw him, I probably would. Yeah, he, I'm broke look him up he broke his neck. Oh, well, then uh, let's not look. He, he broke his neck over the weekend. Um, someone um, did a spot on a fucking turnbuckle or something. This guy's 60 years old. Why? Right. Well, my point being is that, okay, hey, best wishes to the guy. I'm sure he's listening right now. Best wishes to you. What the fuck is with these old dudes taking heavy bumps when you got guys like Christian who can just keep working for the rest of their lives and not take heavy bumps? So he's, uh, yeah, that sucks. All anyway, the way paralyzed. Yeah. Did you look him up, Chris? No, nah, I didn't. I just I shut it down. Did you watch the spot? No, I won't do that. I don't need, I don't need to see yeah, it. Yeah, I don't want to see it. It was some kind of turnbuckle bomb or a turnbuckle suplex or something. And in zero one or one of these fucking half-ass companies that get like a hundred people. And he's out there fucking taking head bumps. You got guys like him. You got guys like Misawa who is way past his age and way overweight taking head bumps. And I don't know, some of these guys don't fucking learn, man. I don't know. Uh, man, then Christian's wrestling forever. Good. I, I, I remember listening to uh, a Hulk Matter podcast, and he had the Boogie Woogie Man on. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, hey, man, I still show up and I do some shows. I don't take any bumps. Chop a few guys, knock them down, run out of the ring. I'm done. Yep. <laughs> I'm too uh, old to be doing that. Give a guy. He get the big. He said the biggest move I do is I give somebody a back body drop. That's it. That's it. That's it. I mean, that's pretty much I'm all he ever did to big, <laughs> Boogie Woogie. Oh, yeah, but he's an old fucking man. He was like, I don't take any bumps. I'll show up and I'll do a match. I'll beat everybody in the ring up and leave. People, Once I show up, people know it's silly. It's time to have fun and not take this too seriously. You got a fucking 110-year-old dude in there. Just watch him. Dude, they do it with yeah. Sting, and it works great. Well, what's his name? Yeah. Fucking uh, Kenji Muto still doing fucking moonsaults. He's a he jackass. Had, he had both of his knees replaced because of moonsaults, and he still does moonsaults, and now he's down again. And it's like, did this guy not have a fulfilling enough career? Like, get the fuck over. What are you doing with your money? He's going to the it pachinko parlor and pumping it in. That's what it is. Pachinko. It doesn't matter if you're Stone Cold Steve Austin wrestling Kevin Owens or uh, this guy, Otani, wrestling in front of 100 people. The reason that you're booked on the card isn't because they want to see you go off the turnbuckle on the fucking pile driver. Like, right. That's not what the interesting part of you being there is. Yeah. Come on, you cut that out of the act. Fujinami's 69 years old. He's out there. He's in He's in the next New Japan show. He's still out there. He just walks around. Uh, Fujinami's here. He's still wearing it. He's a 70-year-old man in underwear, black underwear. <laughs> Doing fucking dragon skirt leg whips. Nobody gives a shit. Fujiwara is still going out there. Yeah, Fujiwara looks like he's melting off his skeleton. (laughs) (laughs) He still does the headbutts, though. I don't know. I'm not going to take, listen, I'm not going to teach a wrestler what they're supposed to do, but. Take it easy, buddy, man. Enjoy your life. What What are we proving this for? You managed to make it through your whole fucking rough ass career without this happening, and then it's fucking the end. And, and I'm on like I'm in Refreshville, and I'm trying to find out what's going on with Otani. I'm like, what's going on with Otani? Well, update from zero zero one or whatever wrestling. It's like his family's able to talk to him, but he can't move. I'm like what the That's fuck? It. What are you talking about? His grandkids? Fu- We're talking about generations. Fucking, put the fucking pillow over his face. End it. <laughs> no, it's gonna be million dollar baby. Not him. I'm just saying. I'm saying from <laughs> my point of view. 
Yo, if I'm 110 and I get paralyzed, what the Damn. fuck am I doing? I can't, I made it all these years wiping my own ass. Now you're going to have to wipe my craggly ass for me? Fucking smother yeah, city. I'd be like, Who He's going to be like no. Million Dollar Baby biting his tongue off in the hospital yeah. bed trying to bleed out. Who is my last? I'm paralyzed. Who's my last remaining relative? Well, we've looked through the we've looked through everything, and it seems like Christopher Lardani is. I'll stay alive to make him wipe my ass. I'm fucking, I'm fucking. All right, moving on. I think there's another another act. Jim, we're two years apart. <laughs> if you're that old, I'm that old. Wipe my ass. Chris, check and see if there's any worms in there. Oh, <laughs> we're still talking about AEW, wor- right? Worms in her, we got worms in her ass and weights on her dick today. That's right. Somehow there's a bunch of trolley gummy worms up in Jimmy's ass. I'll take it in there. They're singing like the commercial. The Owen Hart Foundation's men's tournament match. That's what it's called. It's called the Owen Hart's Foundation's men's tournaments match. Samoa Joe versus Max Caster. Samoa Joe is back in the AEW ring, most importantly. Forget about this match. It stunk. He just jobbed him out. Uh, Samoa Joe is facing Minoru Suzuki next week. Oh. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, we just referenced it. Like These are the guys that can come over, but uh, for cable TV, let's, let's go, baby. Chris, go ahead. I'm going to be uh, – hopefully it opens the show because I'm going to be sitting here with my fucking pants around my ankles, beating it when it starts. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, baby. Come on. Come on. Circle come jerk. On. Who wins? Joe Rogan, kettle, Joe Rogan kettlebell tied to the tip of his balls. <laughs> uh, moving on. Um all right, yeah, uh, 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 fucking – I don't need to cover this match, but uh, – uh, we talked about it earlier, Wardlow coming in and beating the shit out of everybody. <laughs> this was pretty good. I enjoyed this. Brandon. Some of those staff members got it worse than others. Jeez Louise. <laughs> a couple of those guys got crushed. Dude, you got to. I'll, I'll send you the link of Takagi laughing his ass off. The guy's getting fucking ass. It's really good. He goes, the one dude that gets thrown in, like he gets thrown across a fucking building, <laughs> across the building into the wall. It's amazing. Got okay, those. Yeah, there, I think there was one that got thrown into like some kind of like it looked like a big like speaker case or something. Just got like gored by it. I was like, man, they, these poor bastards. Are, this is like, I know that's like the lowest level of like I'm training to be a pro wrestler. This is the only spot I get. Some some, some of the worst bumps you'll see on Wardlow's round of the ring. That's about it. Big fan of the guy running behind Wardlow, like because they were in Boston. He's like. Looking like the uh, fighting Irish guy <laughs> with a beer in his hand, Chris Foss. Smashing his chandelier. Um, <laughs> <laughs> At his daughter's wedding. Um, uh, throwbacks. Go so, first of all, back it, episodes. Brandon just, he, I don't have anything to add. All I do have to add is do you think that there's any shittier crowd than a wrestling crowd in Boston? They were really into the show. I was really into this show. This was one of the most enjoyable AEWs I watched. It doesn't. It wasn't all a masterpiece, but I had a lot of. I actually sat down and didn't. There were no face palms. The whole. The yeah, whole. Uh, the whole. It was. I enjoyed it. So I had no problem. I thought this was fun, and I thought it fucking was great because dickhead got pinned. 
suit suit shirtless suit dude shirtless suit dude dickless drawless dick hanging swinging don draper's dick swinging shirt suit dude that dude sucks yeah he does um what else do i want to talk about on the show how about uh jay cargill's promo <laughs> jesus fucking christ cut the shit tony so good. Dude, she's so fucking good. Brandon, good. You guys go. I, I I didn't think this was her best. I was like, what the fuck I is going on it. here? I Look, it. Wait a minute. Hold right, on. Let's when combine comes... these two. How about this? Her saying, cut the shit, Tony, and Eddie Kingston and Santana Ortiz backstage fighting with dudes, and then Eddie Kingston disappears and comes back with a big-ass TV and throws it. Chunks it at him. That was, oh, inter- that was good. Um... I think you're looking at it the wrong. <laughs> it's a lot, well, I think I got WWE brain. I think I watched WrestleMania and I went back to this and I'm like, ah. <laughs> so here's the thing with Jade Cargill. You just have to kind of accept that those promos right now are the best they're going to get. And then just find the enjoyment in those promos. Cause none I of them are, I none of them, love them. Wait, hold on. None of them in the classic promo structure are good, but all of them are great. Because you enjoy watching her do it. She's like, I'm you sick know? and tired of these MMA people showing up in my business. I'm sick and tired of these washed-up has-beens, meaning everybody from WWE, is yeah. coming in here trying to challenge me. I fucking love it. She's yeah. losing the Marina Shafir, right? Yeah, she is. I, I think, think so. so too. She's, this is good for her. If, if This is a great thing. She loses to Marina Shafir on some shit that fucking smart Mark Sterling does and fails and causes her to lose. And now she can be a baby face without changing her 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 character at all. Hmm. You see what I mean? Like, Because people love her. Nobody hates her. Hmm. She's not getting booed, right? right? You make Nyla Rose, and I'm only using her because she's another monster heel – you take Nyla Rose, she'll get booed. Yeah. Right? She's a heel. Jake Cargill's a heel, but is she really? People love her, and people don't boo her. So she can end up being now kind of shift over into a more, like, on that, you got that line in the middle. She can take one foot and put it in the baby face. In the baby, you know, one foot in the middle, one foot in the baby face column, and then doesn't have to change anything at all. She can still tell Tony to cut the shit. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. I, I think this is good. Um, we haven't seen Marina Shafir. I have. So uh, I've been watching her on. I watched it. I don't know if you guys remember. A, a couple of months ago, I'd mentioned that I saw her on Dark. I don't watch Dark regularly. I'll catch it once in a while. But I saw her on Dark, and I was like, "Yeah, she's got fucking half hair now." She's I know she blonde, has. She's got the blonde half hair, and she works this like. I'm trying to think of who to compare her to, sort of a, a Brian Danielson style, striking and a lot of submissions. And she looks like a legit, like pro wrestler, legit, pro wrestler, legit, quotation marks. Yeah. Yeah. She looks like somebody that's like, could beat Jade Cargill. The problem is, is that who watches fucking dark? Well, so then it's even a surprise. It's better. Mm-hmm. You get a little bit of her out there. She gets to perform. She gets uh, reps. She goes out there, even if nobody's seen her. It almost works even better because then there's nobody just showed up and beat this tank of a woman, this monster of a woman. And it makes her even more legit, even if she because even if even if she wins because smart Mark or Sterling screws up. Right. Even if she wins because of that, she can claim that it was all her. Right. 
and she becomes even more of a heel if she's the heel in that role, which I think she is. Or the, yeah, like I, th- I think the AEW women's division right now is primed for someone to show up. They have yeah, their, first, I, I, their first match and just like knock off the top person if they look good when they're doing it. If she's as good as Jimmy says and she actually can perform, then she's primed like that. I think that everything they have set up right now or lack of setup that would play very well. And if you really want to tell a long term story, what if you go fucking Ronda Rousey here and it's like a, you know, not that this was Rousey's problem, but it's like, oh, her Jade Cargill's mat work isn't there. Nobody was able to get to her with that, but if you can take her into those deep waters and, and get yeah, her on that, you can. Then she drops four in a row, and it's like a, a thing she has to climb over. Yeah, like now all of a sudden, like, that's. I'm sorry, Brandon. Keep, keep finishing. No, 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 that's all I was gonna say. It's like all of a sudden now she has to climb over this hill where she's like, oh, you know, I all my matches go three five minutes. No one ever attempted this on me. Everybody's figured out my weakness. It's like I gotta go back to the drawing board a little bit here. And then when she comes back and she figures that out, then you're a little time in the workshop with those promos, whether you enjoy them or not. Then you're like, oh shit, we got a legit. Tyson Douglas. Star here, yeah. It's Tyson. Tyson You get Tyson Douglas. Nobody's ever taken him to eight rounds. Right. Right. Now all of a sudden, wait a minute, man. I don't know. I'm used to this. I'm not out here this long. And so I I think Buster Douglas. It's like no, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's the same exact thing. And 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 I think that it's uh, it'll work out if they if they manage to do that, it'll work out really cool. If they pull the trigger on it, you never know. I mean, sometimes they don't. The problem is, is that you have. You have um, you have Jay Cargill holding the TBS championship, right? You have Thunder Rosa who just won the AEW Women's Championship, and then you have a uh, a tournament going on, this Owen Hart tournament, right? If you don't take this off of her now, where you have a prime opportunity to do it and tell a good story, you don't take that belt off her now. You gotta wait. Right, you have to wait a long time, but and then it's just either what do you do? Keep her off television? Well, she's got the TBS title. That kind of almost forces she's got to be on at least once every other week, right? If she's not, if she if she if she keeps and if she keeps that title, are you going to have her just squashing people for the next three months or however long this tournament's going to take on? There's a reason they pulled the e break here at at 29.0 and they're making a thing of it. Like exactly. Exactly. She's not going to get I don't think it's and I just don't think it's you know, it doesn't. And and the fact that they've been building up Marina Shafir for two weeks now, I think, where he mentioned Marina Shafir two weeks ago, Mark Sterling, who I wouldn't know if I was shitting next to him in a NASCAR trough. Pocono Speedway. Pocono Speedway trough. But um, yeah, I just think that they're primed to do it. And what are you going to do? And then the other thing is, is that, you know, you so you're going to have her and then if you do have her lose, right? Then the TBS title fuck it, it's gone. She moves into the main title picture and in order to get there, you have to have her work a bunch of people again to get up to the top of the main women's title and it gives Thunder Rosa an actual title run. So you don't rush that. That goes on. That can go on for a year before you have her face Thunder Rosa. And there's so many shit bags, and there's so many really good wrestlers in that division, right? So you can have her, you know, trying to tear through Britt Baker and that whole crew and all these, these the Bunny or I, I don't know if she no she didn't wrestle the Bunny, but the, maybe she did. Who knows? 
the bunny and all these other women that are out there that are that are that are that are good, but they're heels. And you can have her just dispatch all these heels over the course of a year before they get to the women's title. So I think it's a prime time to take it off her. And like yes. I said, she's not going to lose it clean. That dude's going to fuck up. That dude's probably going to end up as fucking Marina Shafir's mouthpiece. I, I think, yeah, what I was saying, Jim, I think it would be cool if there was some kind of like, uh, you know, her mat work wasn't there. What, no I've one been got, here the whole time. What do you no think? one took her to her. They were on YouTube, man. Everybody, everybody Everybody's saw watching her. They're brought straight off. He had to untie his, his, his weight. Dick weight. <laughs> his kettlebell. It's like, it's like, oh, no one took her to that point in the match. He gets in a leg lock or something. And then, you know, she goes to go back to square one. Abaddon's fucking chewing on her ankle, shakes her off, beats her. Layla, Layla Hurst, she's like, I got her in the leg lock. She kicks her out in the fucking crowd. Like, uh, Layla Hurst like, got hurt, by the way. Did she? Yeah, she Bummer. R.I.P. Um, Jim, when. <laughs> When you put the weight on your dick, was it an actual yes. weight, or did you get those little squeezy split shot things that you squeeze oh, like, on your fishing line? On the fishing line? Five pounds, don't give a shit. Yeah, when, <laughs> I, I, I plugged my my dick hole up. A little semen retention, a little Fish, SR. Fishing line down. There you go. All right. Split um, shot. Real quick. Oh. Uh, Karashita versus Julia Hart. This fucking match sucked. Karashita yes, stuck with bums. Now let me let me explain this for a second, okay? So Hokarashita comes back to Japan and she works in TJPW. She fights against Hikari Noah. Great match. She goes and does a tag match with uh, her old uh, tag partner uh, Skasa Fujimoto in Ice Ribbon. Great fucking match. Spectacular. I have been kind of thinking that I was brainwashed and thinking that Hikarashita was a really good wrestler. Watching her have to go through the shitty division that is AEW. And I'm like, well, what am I missing? And then I watch her in two matches in fucking Japan. I'm like, oh, it's the competition that stinks and she's carrying them through the match. Hikarashita in this match, this, this match stinks. I think Hikarashita is going to go heel coming out of this, by the way. I think we're getting a heel out of this. That's it's good. She can she can fight Thunder that's Rosa. A, that's that's what I want. Deep thing plays out that she becomes heel. I think she might. Like she side just beats with, the living hell out of. She might side with Serena Deep. Okay. I think they might go crew. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. Thoughts, Brandon? I had. No, I, I, that's an interesting thought. Again, I think it's probably more fun than reality, like most of the shit that we throw out there. But I would like it if it right. did happen. If it her, she just has long been the most rudderless of all of the all of the AEW wrestlers relative to what they could be doing. The problem is that she's been the most consistent performing wise since they've started. They brought her in. She was the champ for a long time during the during the COVID era. I love Thunder Rosa, but I mean, Hakar, she just been their most consistent fucking wrestler. I, I want to see her rewarded. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. she needs about, a fucking reward. That's what she needs. Go ahead, Chris. How about going a period in the women's division in AEW where we're not going through some kind of fucking tournament? Yeah, how about uh, how about more than uh, one match in one segment? 
per show. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just like dude, they're that's advertising the next week's fucking uh, dynamite. There's not a single women's fucking thing. It's like this dude versus this dude, these five dudes versus these five dudes. And I don't know. If listening to this podcast, I don't know if you guys have realized this. I mean, you guys probably realize this. I don't give a fuck about men's wrestling. I am a women's professional wrestling fan. I would go. I wouldn't even watch fucking AEW if it wasn't for this fucking podcast. I like women's professional wrestling. Give me women's professional wrestling. And AEW can't seem to do it. All you have to do is put two segments in. You got enough talent now. Two segments. I um I would like to say what you were saying um if you get a Hikaru Shida Serena Deeb kind of team up going on it would totally be in the in the direction that uh, women's wrestling in Japan goes where <laughs> like one a woman will injure another woman you'd be like you yeah that's right I injured yeah just to sell the fact that they're enemies when they're really getting together. <laughs> Right. right, like they'll go through a whole match before the the, the the heel turn happens, and they'll beat the shit out of the woman that's turning heel. Before I go over to Brandon, um, news has come out of DDT. They've made an official. We didn't talk about this two weeks or last week. They have an official uh, partnership with AEW. They're gonna have a talent trading thing. So TJPW and DDT are gonna be sending guys over. Um, Takeshita is going over for the men. And uh, Maki Ito and Yamashita are coming to the United States, but they haven't announced whether or not they're going to be in AEW or not. But um, it's kind of exciting because we'll get some new blood in there. Okay, Brian. Yeah, I got to ask. I also like women's professional wrestling, but I do give a fuck about men's professional wrestling. I don't. What, what, what happened? Was it a... F- Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, V7? Was it a sexism thing? What what gave out finally where you're like, give up, I'm hardline women's professional wrestling? Uh, probably 1992 when I first saw a G, uh, All Japan Pro Wrestling. And I was just like, eh, I'm kind of over this dude. 92? <laughs> yeah. You see Aja Kong out there beating the shit out of people, and you're just like, yeah, these dudes can't do this. That was it. I've kind of just been playing along the whole time. I watch it. I watch dudes wrestling. It's fine. I mean, you know, like you know, that's a unique stance. I don't. That's, I'm, I'm not telling you to think any differently. I'm just curious as to what what, I'm what, alone what, on this what got you there. I'm I'm no, alone you're not. On this island. You're not. There's all those dudes at uh, yeah with their shows. They're little satchels yeah, over boners. there. The bone boys. <laughs> One of them. The Shriners yeah, Hospital. Yeah. You got that Shriners I'm Hospital kid over in Japan with a little satchel over his boner, whatever the hell. If you, walked, if you walked around and did a little dick check and and kicked everybody out without a bone, that I, it starts to become an island. It's, I wish it boned me up, but it doesn't bone me up. I'm Nothing bones me up now. <laughs> so if we had to do this I'm podcast, I'd be boning up. up Jim yeah, getting Jim, Jim be like I want to review Stardom, but I'm boning just thinking about. It. <laughs> We're gonna move on to AEW to ID. What do you think, Jim? Why well, was rock hard for this entire show? <laughs> like, How many bones do you give to Jim? <clears throat> I'm not gonna say that these women aren't attractive, but I do not bone up for professional wrestling. You know what I bone up for? Porn. That's what I bone up for. And sex. 
What's that? <laughs> so there you go. So anyway, this match sucked. <laughs> Let's move on. Um. Okay. So Triple uh, A and Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship FDR versus the Young Bucks. You know we shit on the Young Bucks on a regular basis. This match was fucking amazing. Brandon, thoughts? It was good. Yeah, it was really entertaining. Uh, I tried to like delete any preconceived notions I had in my head once I saw that this was going to go more than five minutes. And uh, within that realm, it was you know very entertaining. I think it was appropriate. This is kind of feels like that time in the company's history, I guess, to, to do something with FTR. Young Bucks can obviously work very well. Uh, that's all it was to me, nothing more. Christopher. I think that uh, you know what the Young Bucks doing their, yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little boned. My mic's boned up. Uh, I think that the Young Bucks doing their Young Buck shit gets me boned up when they're against somebody that's really good. Yes. And FTR, as much as I shit, I never shit on their work. I just shit on the oh, they're old school. They're old school. It's just old school. It's old school. Yeah, that's not wrestlers. them. That's not them. That's the announcers doing what they're doing, right? I mean, just fucking. Just call the fucking match. Leave it up to the, like, you know, one of the things that drives me, always drove me crazy going off in another direction about Jim Ross is that he's a play-by-play guy. Be a fucking play-by-play guy. Don't give me fucking running commentary on what you think of these guys. Let the other people do that. I, I can't, like, I can't stand it. I know it's, it's not. not. It's, anymore. Yeah, you don't want to well, hear Jim no, Ross. No, 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 Excalibur. That's right. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm fucked up. Excalibur is their play-by-play guy, and he actually he's does there to it. Say, so why am I supposed to care about this guy? Jim Ross gets boned up or, or lets you know that he's soft. That's pretty much what he does. <laughs> I'm boned up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The only thing that's is my tongue after the stroke. When I see Layla Hurst's strong legs, I'm boned up. Layla Hurst's. I put a little bone. I mentioned it, but she's done. RIP. Who do you think, like... But uh, this was good. Brandon, I like Brandon. It. Question. Yeah, go ahead, Brandon. Go ahead. Get my opinion out. I don't want to talk anymore. Bye. Go, yeah, I don't care. I was just thinking, who do you like? Who do you think makes Jim Ross's penis go inside his body the most, and who gets him the most boned up? Wait, his his penis goes back into his body. Yeah, I think I think some of the times he calls these matches like his penis is just retreating inside his fupa. And I'll, tell you, I'll tell you exactly. He's nuts. It's um, uh, Dan Housen causes his dick to slip back yeah. into his into his it's, navel, and uh, it's Layla Hirsch for sure. You um, you uh, it, I was going to say Orange Cassidy because I forgot about Dan Housen. So Dan Housen and Orange Cassidy are one and two as far as the dick slinking. The dick expanding. I'm gonna go. Is there any ex failed collegiate football players? I'm trying to think because they seem to be the ones that he oh, loved. Um, what's his name? Um, the, the Suzuki Gun guy, the giant guy from Texas. Lance Archer. Lance Archer. He's a failed. Okay, there you well, go. he's not a failed football player, but he's never made it to the NFL. He didn't make it to the NFL. He right. he he played sport. And he wasn't good enough to really. Make it to the pinnacle of that sport, so you Forever. chose pro wrestling. Yeah. Well, you didn't do it, so you chose pro wrestling. But I'm going to talk about how you were great at this sport that you couldn't do, so you did this. You were excellent at Western Texas University. I'm coming. 
That's fucking Bill By the Watts. way, during that, you just remind me of it during that UFC yeah. pay-per-view because it was in Jacksonville. Tony Khan and uh, Jim yeah. Ross, they cut yeah. to right in the front row. Jim Ross was announced as AEW commentator, but Tony Khan name spelled wrong. And they Jacksonville <laughs> Jaguars co-owner didn't even get there. <laughs> spelled Kaha. I mean, it's kind of a bigger deal. Subtle, subtle shot. Being the part owner of an NFL team, it's a little bit bigger deal than a WWE whatever. Part Owning owner. a product that nine hundred thousand. <laughs> Got to watch him. Sorry, about but that. he's not. He's 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 not. He's he's as much owner as as anyone is of their dad's business. It's, he's gotcha. yeah. That's what he does. He's my dad owns he's, a dealership. He's the um he's the uh, head of analytics for the um Jacksonville Jaguars. Which, in other words, he was the dude with the job that his dad made up for him. Yep. I have no idea what the negativity towards AEW would be there, but it 100% is only that. That was not a, unintentional. That was it's like, pretty, no, it's a, it's a producer not doing his fucking job. Yeah, that's what it was. What that was. Half-assing. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Somebody, he got the AEW Somebody being lazy knowing nobody gives a shit that's watching. The AEW logo was on TV. That's all that matters. Next. Rampagne. An exciting episode of Rampagne that people were going crazy for. Trent Beretta. Versus Brian Danielson. Brandon Thoughts. Yeah, and not too much on this one. Tremperetta looked good. He, he can work, but fucking that is what it is. Just I'll probably net if you ask me two weeks from now if I ever watch Tremperetta wrestle Brian Danielson, I'll say no. That's correct. That is the correct answer. Chris? Most exciting thing about Tremperetta is that his mom gave everybody the finger. That's right. How about QT Moore or Shalix Jones versus Swerve Strickland? Brandon? Yeah, what an, an outrageous pairing this was. It was like, how the hell did this get booked? Is this QT Marshall fading out of the company? Like, they're just giving him the worst possible mashup, I, I, so he looks like a complete idiot until they, I, they have enough footage to be like, you suck. I got to be honest. I am all QT Marshall Alex Jones. I'm all team him since he did that. <laughs> Northern Lake yeah. Suplex, where he was screaming, oh, God, while he was getting suplexed. Hook, I'm all about yeah. it. Chris Thon? Yeah, this is um, uh, unpopular opinion. Uh, Shane Strickland looks great, sounds great. He does a lot of useless shit in the ring. Yeah. He's, he's, all I mean, his, he is, I mean, I'm uh, not to defend him, but I'm going to defend him. He was wrestling QT Marshall Alex Jones. Yeah, that, uh, that, you know what, though? I mean, the fact that he was wrestling QT Marshall Alex Jones does nothing to do with the fact that he's doing moves where he's going out of the ring when he doesn't need to go out of the ring. It's a lot of like glitter and glitz and nothing really fucking happens. I'm also looking at yeah. a um, still photo of him and he looks way more fit than he does. He looks like he was in the ring. He's kind of like belly man. He looked a little pudgy, a little pudge for a skinny yeah, guy. Like, he's like fat skinny. You know what I mean? Yeah, like he's been hanging like, out. Like he's been hanging out in Jericho's locker room a little right. too much. Well, I mean, Jericho looks great right now, but it's like he kind of he looks like more. he's like I work out, but I also eat like a plate full of chicken tenders afterwards. So he he. You know, it probably happened. Jericho was looking to lose weight, and he just started dumping, like, here, take this, take this. I don't want it anymore. You take this. Anybody wants any of this fucking pinnacle vodka or whatever, this fucking great goose in my fridge, come <laughs> take it. I don't want it no more. Get it out of my house. Pinnacle. Excellent. Pinnacle whip. 
How about this? He's um, a guy. Sorry, he's a guy. Yeah. I would say that I like you. NXT guys seem, or at least you, Jim, were pretty excited about. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be like a pretty quick. He's going to take off, or he's going to get stuck. Yeah, I think so too. I I I, I, Chris, I know Chris. Chris was not a big fan of his in AEW, or not AEW NXT, but Brandon and I were a big fan. I was a fan of his. I didn't like the the, the group. group he was with. I thought right. it was silly. Yeah, I thought it was just it was. Just I mean, you might you might silly. be right in that because they haven't his group hasn't done anything. <laughs> no, you know, um, And the thing about him, like I said, is I I I think honestly, I think he's gonna go bye bye. He'll be he's an indie guy to death. Like all that that's that's to get your money's worth at the armory. And that's not knocking that, Kill but shot. you don't build stories. You don't build stories on, on the the move set that he has. It's just you know, it's I don't know. It just seems like you're doing a, it's it's you know it's a fucking big ass fucking big budget movie that doesn't go anywhere. He could nail it. I think he has it in him to fucking nail it, or he's going to get very quickly get caught in the riptide if he doesn't change some. And well, he'll be on Ring of Honor. Uh, well, that's the thing, though. Like, no, no, that's a possibility too. Ring of Honor. When you when you watch him, I always like to say, you know, I, I brought this up before, Jim. Remember when we used to always say we when we watch the Flyers, and you would say, "I want to know who's not playing so Zach Ronaldo can get a spot." No, I don't remember anything. No, okay, you yeah, say that. that. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I used to. My thing was being an Eagles fan. It was I wanted to know who who had to play on the roster that they couldn't sign Brian Dawkins till the end of his career. Like they right. had to trade him. Right. You know, it, 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 same thing. when you when you look at this guy, and then you look at all the top guys in AW, who is he replacing? Right. Who is he climbing up? Who are you watching that dude fight? for a title or a main event at a pay-per-view that some, one of the other guys isn't in that other spot, right? There's so know, many man. guys. I, I just I don't feel, I get Swave, uh, Swave, Swerve, Swiflin. I get him. I get him on the mic. Yeah. I get his presentation. But when I get, when I see him in the ring, it's all glitz and nothing else. I liked kill shot. Maybe he's not, he hasn't reached kill shot level here. I don't know. But I just got a notification, by the way. The Flyers lost nine to two. Who? <laughs> Jesus. Who? Jesus Christ. It's anyway. funny that I got I, I was the first person in Philadelphia to get a, a gritty tattoo, and then I was the first person to jump off the wagon immediately afterwards. That was the second. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, Willow Nightingale versus Red Velvet. Uh, Willow fucking Nightingale. Hello. How have they signed this woman? She's fucking Fantastic. amazing, right? I really enjoyed this. Yeah, Brandon. Yeah, uh, this was the first time I saw Red Velvet since I kind of breezed through her last one, and, and you guys were correct. She's getting better in there, which is what we want to see. Willow Nightingale, again, I, uh, uh, who the fuck, but she's probably got her spot. I don't know what they're fighting for here. Some they got to qualify for the Owen Hart Invitational yeah. to do what? That Qualifying This stuff's losing me. But They haven't really explained what any of this is. I don't know what this uh, – they're really <laughs> losing me with this. But uh, outside of that, nice job, girls. Yeah. Willow Nightingale, fucking good moveset, hot, looks great. Fucking this is – Bone. I love this. Boned up. Stretch my dick. <laughs> Stretch my dick to it? Got it, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I was going to – 
remember when remember that time a long time ago like 20 minutes ago not even where i said that has there ever been a time where the tournament women aren't in some sort of i tournament? was boned up now dude i was definitely boned up for will and i can gale. i'm sorry <laughs> now they're now they're in a tournament now they're in a tournament to get into a tournament boned up boned like shouldn't all these matches be on dark this is a good way to promote dark no because nobody's gonna I don't watch think- it I don't think you should promote. Well, I mean, look, look, you you're not going to put fucking Tony. We got to figure out a way to get women's Storm. matches. We got to no, figure out a way to get, get women's it. matches on these shows. If you want to bone me it. up, you got to get Willow Nightingale more on television, please. Yeah. Is she the opera is, girl? No, or was that a different girl? girl? Okay, no, I don't know what her name is. This is real, where you really start to get in the weeds with this. Like they keep track of the records, but then you got to go to the, the, the qualifying for the tournament type shit. Where it's like, what are, what does any of this mean Doing anymore, man? Gotta like I start to have actually actively have to delete stuff from my brain to make it make any sense. <laughs> make broom in the uh. The, the, all right, store it all, store it all in your bone. Yeah, no, just Willow Nightingale. She's stored in my bone. Uh, let's move on. John Moxley versus Wheeler Huta, which someone called the match of the year. Brandon thoughts. <laughs> that somebody's an idiot. Thoughts. Yeah, this was the best wrestling match of all time. No, there you go, Chris. I mean, thoughts. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Chris. I'm looking at pictures of Willow Nightingale. Mm-hmm. I think oh, I'll, I'll go. I, I, she's got a busted up eye. Oh, Lord. I saw. On, I just saw that picture. Lordy, I mean, this is good. This is what you want, like, John Moxley to be doing. We talked about – we called out Wheeler Utah from the beginning. We're getting somewhere with this. These guys have selected who they want to select. Villanova grad, Wheeler Utah. So I looked down on him a little bit because of that. But uh, <laughs> but, but the guys squirting blood all over the place. They're beating hell of each other. I hate that I'm, like, so plugged into twi- wrestling Twitter that I know that this is, like, John Moxley's, like, f- fetish is these kind of fucking matches against no names where they go bananas against each other because yeah. it like takes away from it a little bit. I'm like, oh, this is he's getting all boned. Twitter he's getting, getting boned so up hard for this. Boned. Involved in this. Wrestling Twitter is getting so boned up for this that it's taken away from my my bone. I'm half chubbing, <laughs> but given that, it gives good man. The, the kid looked good. They beat the hell of each other. Uh, uh, 10:45 to 11 p.m. on a Friday night. Chris, thoughts. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm hold not on, wait. You're not watching this on Friday night, are you? Me? Not. No, I watched Great. it today. No, this is Sunday. I usually Sunday around seven. I go. I got homework to do. You're like, yeah, it's fucking ten forty-five on a Friday night. I'm fucking loving this shit. That's what it is. That's what there's. I mean, that's what the the show is. It's fucking eleven o'clock at night. You get to watch live? some. What do you think they're some their bo- viewers some bozo get his squirt live. blood from above his eyebrows? What do you think the percentage of viewership is watching live? Yes, I would. I would say they get about a little bit, maybe around two hundred thousand, two hundred fifty thousand people. Yeah, I mean the numbers come out. And it's like six hundred thousand, but I guarantee four hundred thousand are people watching on DVR or on demand. I think it's more than you think. I, th- I, th- I think a large percentage of the people that know who Wheeler Ute is don't have any plans at ten o'clock. On <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. They know who Wheeler Yuta is, and they can't wait for Wheeler Yuta and John Moxley. They uh, they don't have a date. If I'm you're out Friday I'm, night, there's I'm, not a lot of I guarantee, talk at the bar going, I guarantee what's going on I'm watching, I'm watching Willow Nightingale at 3 o'clock in the morning. 
I will tell you this. I will, <laughs> I will tell you this. I, in my drinking days, I didn't go out till 11, 11, 30 at night. Yeah. So if I was if I was still drinking now, like, be this was my while I was drinking. <laughs> I would watch that every Friday night. We would that would be the plan. We're gonna watch. We're gonna watch A W. Everywhere. Watch A W. And then I'm gonna leave the house. I remember one years ago before cell phones, right? Well, I used to hang at this bar, and Caddyshack was on Channel Six on a Saturday night, and we all came walking in the bar. Channel Six. What does that mean? Uh, I'm sorry. It was on. What do you mean? ABC. ABC. There you go. In Philadelphia, that's Channel 6 for all of our non-Philadelphia listeners here. We have them. I know. Um, so it was on ABC on a Saturday night, and I went. We all came walking into the bar around the same time, and every single person was like, oh, man, I was home watching Caddyshack. That's, you know, it happens. And I know, like, with wrestling, like, all the guys I know that watch wrestling, we'd all be walking in the bar at, like, 20 after 11. Like, oh, I was watching AEW. Did you see that? So I know that's what I I'm exhausted. Oh, that's all the blood rushing to your bone. Afterglow. Uh, yeah, I have no thoughts. Ew. All right. <laughs> what do you think, Jim? That felt like somebody touched my dick. <laughs> Sorry, I like her. I like her a lot. I can't wait to meet her. I'm going to wait in the dumpster outside of her apartment building. Wait in the dumpster and lie a course on all. I'll get you in there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one of the things I used to say when uh, Kyrie like Sane got when Kyrie Sane got signed by AW or by uh, NXT, I used to say like she's finally coming to the United States. I want to go sleep in a dumpster until like outside of the uh, training center until I meet her. There's no room for that kind of crap on wrestling. No, sorry, really, I'm yes. sorry. That's really horny. I apologize. I'm trying to figure out what the uh, show is this week. Let's see. A bunch of dudes are wrestling. A bunch of no dudes way. are wrestling. What are we two uh, weeks away from going? So, oh yeah, it's tomorrow and then one more and then we're going, right? Yeah, they're in Pittsburgh this this week. Uh, uh, so we have to record two next week because I need off that Tuesday. I have to work. Mastodon and Opeth are playing at the Met, so I have to work. Black t-shirts, camo shorts. So much fucking patchouli t- and or no deodorant. Let me tell you something. I've seen Mastodon live quite a few times. Every okay. time I've seen them, they've always sounded like dog shit. Yeah, not great. I've always I've always been very disappointed yeah, with them live. Here. Every single time. Once, and I was like... Mm. Twice. Same thing. But uh, I got to work. So uh, I was thinking maybe we could do a little best of type of episode sounds good where we just like uh think of who we've liked and who we've enjoyed the most of the first six months of the year maybe make a little list and we'll go back and forth and take turns and explain why and then we'll go back and forth and talk about it what do you think this sounds like I'm not going to it's going to be more work than just mindlessly watching wrestling in my base yeah you get a week off of not watching. You can not watch wrestling that week. Yeah, that's fine. That sounds I good. I think I'd like a. I got like six weeks away. I got to skip a week too. So we'll see. Yeah. I think May twenty fourth. I'm going to see a show, but I got work. What's May twenty fourth? Hold on. Wait. What, what's playing? Turn style. Oh, turn Where where at it? Um, Fish. Fillmore. 
Ah, the Fillmore. Gotcha. <laughs> I'd bark my get nine inch nails tickets, Chris. No. I'd spend the money on that. Gene's getting nine inch nails tickets. Um, we're going I spent... to, we're going to see uh fucking what's it called though? Um, Bauhaus. Nice. Yeah, I spent money. That that was my first time I ever spent money. This is the first time I. This will be my first time at the Met. Will be Bauhaus. Where'd you get tickets? Where I got them off. Uh, lower level in the back of the lower level. All right, we're in SS section SS. Apparently, it's where all the races sang out. I guess you gotta be stopping. I'm stopping grouping. (laughs) (laughs) All the races are gonna be there. I'd be like, oh, God, no, no. I love Willow Nightingale. Leave me alone. Oh, my God. And then um, and then two weeks after that is the finally maybe go actually see the Pet Shop Boys in New Order at the uh, at the man. Yeah. I still have my tickets. I, I don't know if they're any good. I'm assuming no, they, are. they are. I have to yeah. call them. Yeah. Well, last year, that when so when they rescheduled it, I have them on my phone. So we right. bought we bought Pet Shop Boy tickets um, in 2018. No, it was 2019. 2019. We bought the tickets in 2019 for fall of 2020. Yeah, <laughs> it's just on this because of COVID, but it's at the Man Music Center, which is a beautiful location. Beautiful. Can't yeah, I, I got lawn, I got lawn seats to the Man, which was you know I, I wasn't I buying seats. Too, so that. Yeah, I think we all got lawn, so we can all hang out one another. Yeah, so I'm gonna be there. It's gonna be a good time. I gotta yeah. remind him because he's a grown up and he won't. Well, uh, well, those tickets, I don't know. So tickets? I bought, but the thing was that I bought the tickets on, <laughs> sent to my uh, my Apple Wallet on my phone. What is that? Right? It's oh, you don't know. have yes on your phone. My Apple Wallet it sends the tickets to your the passes to your wallet on your phone. So I have them on there. When they rescheduled the show for 2021, mm-hmm. the date on my tickets changed to 2021. On your within on my phone. Yeah, they physically changed. The date changed on it. I think they had rescheduled it for 2021, and within a week they rescheduled it for 2022. It was wasn't even like that long. It was a couple like a couple days right and they rescheduled it to another date in 2022 because i remember telling a friend of mine to get tickets for it and he said that's not till next year and i looked i was like shit they rescheduled it already um and uh but it hasn't changed over on my phone but i'm sure it'll still be fine it doesn't matter september I 2022 I, I believe it is yeah it's september 25th i i i new order really and pet shop boys i want to see the pet shop boys before they're not young men no and no. i know two songs Oh, they're the best. I love and them. I just, that's all I care about. I just want to hear those two songs live. The first, the first song, so the, the, I, the first, the Pet Shop Boys are the first, they had the first song that I remember hearing over and over again on my first radio. Right. That was West End Girls. Yeah. And it played all the time on 98 before it was an old, old 98 in Philadelphia before it was an oldie, oldie station. channel, yeah. Yeah, before it became an oldies channel, which is now just do the hustle. Do, 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 and then yeah, well they'll also work in like it's weird. I, I think uh, Natalie and Bruglia was in on the other day. That's oldies now, I guess. I right? Guess. They, anything over twenty years is an oldie. Yeah. yeah. Um, and when in the eighties, they well, I mean, when they were initially started, I think in the late eighties, they were playing music from the fifties. Mm-hmm. 
And so well, it came to sixty. Do up shit. Came to, yeah, you know, we came to seventy. Who was listening to do up? If you have any problems with do, you love do up, and you have a problem with me saying do up sucks, send us an email. We'll talk about it. <laughs> I'm the same way with funk. I love funk. Hate it. Really? All I see is drunk white people being annoying. That's what I what see. Does I see it have parties to do with funk. I, shut up. Shut up. I hear when I see that when I hear funk. It, it automatically, my mind goes to going to parties <laughs> that I didn't want to drunk white people. Like, oh, hey, you having fun? Oh, and it still and it still does it. They still do it. They still do it. What they parties you going to? Remember when it just reminds me of shitty drunk white people. I don't want to fucking deal with it. Okay. You know, what's well, like fucking and it's and also, I'm sorry, that era of music that late 60s into the 70s before the 80s, like the se- late 70s, mid 70s era of music is the fucking worst era of music, pop music of all fucking time. <laughs> it's terrible. I, I, I don't need to disagree with you because you're completely wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Late 60s, early 70s pop. Do the fucking hustles in there. Fucking. White people are like, oh, man, is that great? Yeah, associating shitty white people with good music. Yes, yes, that's what happens. There's an association. Fucking changes by Luther Vandross searching. By Luther Vandross. <laughs> thoughts. Terrible. Some of that shit does remind me of like just a massive White exhale weddings. at a wedding, a wedding that yeah. I don't want to be at. Just White like, weddings. Yeah. When is that school yeah. bus showing up? <laughs> <laughs> get me off this weird barn. Get me out of this weird barn. Oh my god. You look around and we're still having a lot of fun, and you're just like you start fucking hating them. We've been like, what, yeah. If when you go home. If I've been anywhere for over four or five hours and people are still getting their like fucking rocks off, I start to get like personally insulted. I'm like, how are you still doing this? How How can you how can you enjoy? How is your fucking life so empty that you can enjoy any one thing for that long before being like, there's a million things I could be doing right now and I want to do them all. No, I get that too. We should have two. It's not. It's nine. And one of those million things I want to do is leave this place and go sit alone in my house. It makes WrestleMania so hard. In the bathroom watching Elden Ring videos. <laughs> How's it going, by the way? So it's a slog. I, I chip. I do like one or two hours a week. It's. I think I'll probably be playing that till I'm 35 years old. I, I got about a decade to get through that. You're talking five, six hundred hours of playtime, which I just don't have. I'm I still playing. I'm still playing uh, Witcher three, and I'm trying to get all the question marks and Skellige. It's a lot of work. There you go. A lot of work. I'm just trying to get those questions. It marks. is, man. So many of the question marks are like surrounded by harpies and like flying sea beasts. So I have to cruise up on my boat. Stop, get out of my boat, and then stand there with my sword and wait for them to show up and then start slashing them. It's so fucking monotonous. And then dive in the water, get the treasure, 
hop back in my boat, do it again, and then I gotta go sell my shit off to the local merchant as long as he's got enough money. It's been not. That I, was uh, that, it, that was. There's so many of these games that are like they take 200 hours to get to get through. And today I, I walked outside and it was sunny out. And I'm like, wow, well, I guess I'll just put all those away till <laughs> October. Well, I, you know, it's. I don't need to do this with the question marks. I could just do the storyline and blow through it. But no, I need to do it. You got to pick need, one because it's I just they're need all. Need to get all the question marks. I don't know if I'm going to go on to the next not. game. I think you should, man. I still have control to beat. I still have um Con- fuck control. Control's supposed to be cool. Did you ever play? It's I did. And they're you need something to really blow you it out everything else out of the water to get your attention. Like so, Do I know? Like they're they're games. They're games. They're like I, I, I play Civilization like, forever. No one's done anything like this. That's what else. Can I ask you guys a question? Control. Yes. Is that short for control your narrative wrestling? Yes. Starring. Okay. Um, what was her name? She was in... Um, CTE Wrestling starring Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman. Uh, also, who is the wife of the dude in the Viking experience? Who is a wrestler with... Sarah... Rowe. Sarah Logan? Sarah Logan, she was um, Crazy Mary Dobson yes. in the Indies. Crazy Mary Dobson has joined Control Your Narrative. That should have been front page on this podcast. <laughs> what <the> fuck? Crazy, <laughs> crazy Sarah Dobson. I know some people have, um, I saw they went to uh, to the show in Dallas. And uh, they said there was like 100 people there. And it was terrible. Control your narrative. There is a reason why people do not get used in WWE and do not and get let go from WWE. We're starting to realize that, right? There's a reason for it. They're not just out there like I'm never in your life. They it doesn't make any sense. You don't, as a company, hire people and pay them just to treat them like shit. Right. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, I'm sure with any job, just like with any job, there's certain people that fall in that fucking hole where you just can't get out of, where you're just, you know, like, I've got some dickhead that hates me. But in general, but in general, that's not usually the case. You know, I mean, even Cody Rhodes went back. There's a reason why. Mm -hmm. Oh, speaking of which, uh, John Moxley's contract is up. And WWE fans are expecting him to go back to WWE. Although he wrote an entire book saying how much he hated working for WWE. I, don't, I, I can't see that. Do you think he's doing exactly what he wants to do, and he's the top dog? <laughs> is it fair to say the dude, dude is he's busting not his head open for like 250 fans and loving every minute of it? I don't think he's ever going back to WWE. No. Do you think that this guy, like, when you talk about John Moxley? I mean, it's safe to say that he's the top, even though he doesn't have the belt, he's the top dog in, in AEW, right? Yes. I mean, Him he's the big punk. I think it's Mox above all. I think it's, no, I think it's Mox, CM Punk, uh, Kenny Omega. Yeah. You forget that Kenny I, Omega is around. Either. Right, but I, I just, yeah, you got a point there. But I mean, as far as like, I mean, look, I, I shit all over the guy for a while, but now I'm fucking, he's just out of his mind. 
You yeah. know, you just got to kind of like you're talking take about the saunter. Yes, he's taking the sauntering out of out of the equation, and you see the genius of Mox. He's just out of his fucking tree. So, I mean, to me, he is the he's that guy to me now. Where years ago, when Cena would go away, and then he would come back, and he'd be like, "Oh, everything's gonna be okay. Cena's back." Right. You talk whatever shit you want about Cena. I don't fucking care. The guy's multiple match of the year quality matches every single year. Right. He had that feud with AJ Styles. He had that feud with Roman Reigns that one year. It was fucking tremendous. The guy's fucking awesome. I don't give a shit. You know, I've said it before. I'm a story guy. I'm not a moves guy. I like guys who can tell stories. The guy can tell a fucking story. That shit where he shit all over himself with Bray Wyatt. You know what I mean? I thought it was tremendous when they he did that COVID times. he literally shit all he, he did the poop. upside down he went upside down like jackass he went upside down and he shit straight up in the air like the shit volcano in jackass three <laughs> you guys gotta watch that i, I still haven't watched it i still haven't watched it either it's it's on it's out. paramount or something it's on paramount plus i, don't I got paramount plus. i don't have that i have it I got to come on over watch jack i got i got really stoked that i went i'll went come to, over i got really stoked that i put on apple Apple TV. I was like, oh, it's on. It's on Apple TV. And Tina and I were really excited to watch it. And we we're like, oh, fuck, Paramount Plus. What even is that? That's, that. that's Star Trek and Star Trek. So what they all do now is, like, if I will, something like that, I just signed up for Paramount Plus this week because I wanted to watch Star Trek. Seven day trial, rip, cancel, out. Like, yeah. I would just watch the movie. And as soon as the movie's over, I fucking bail on it. Star but I, I, I did. I did want to say I just put it on to sleep. I like watching old Star Trek or, or Next Generation. Watch some. Hey, uh, isn't it all on Netflix? Exploratory gentlemen. Nope, no, that's all the, gone. It's only, <gasps> all gone. Nine. It's only There's Deep no, Space Nine. Deep Space Nine. That'll be gone soon. Uh, Deep Space Nine They're is just, definitely something to put you to sleep, especially that first season. So, um, my only problem, and this is my, and this really upset me. So I'm huge Star Trek fan, original Star Trek, and there I do not. the same thing. Yeah, and I do the same thing. I, I put it on to go to sleep, right? So I put it on. They've added a fucking ad to the beginning of it. So you get an ad for a program on Paramount Plus, and then you get the that you'll never watch. <laughs> that I'll 1886, a racist TV show, Yellowstone spinoff. <laughs> Yellowstone TV for racists on the Paramount <laughs> Network. That's so funny you said that because well, the, the Yellowstone DVDs are getting passed around my family like they're fucking I asked like, the faces of like the faces of death tapes. Well, I, yeah. I talked to, you, gotta, you gotta see this. <laughs> I, so, talked to, I talked to my wife about it and she's like, "Oh, people are really talking about." it. I was like, "My brother calls it racist TV." TV for racists. TV for racists. That was like, I not every, don't think we're going to like it. <laughs> not not everybody who... Well, I'm going to tell you when I'm done this point, I'll tell you exactly why you won't be able to watch it. Not everybody who watches Yellowstone is a racist, but every racist watches Yellowstone. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's that's what it is. It's just, So here's the thing. So Cole Hauer, Hauser's in it. You know who Cole Hauser is? I have no idea. Cole Hauser, you know who he is. He was in... Um, coach he was in he was now he was in <laughs> no he was the guy he was he was you ever shoot a piece of meat that guy wait what remember remember what was the higher learning you ever so you ever shoot a piece of meat oh that dude yes, he was in he was in he was in he was in a lot of shit he was you in riddick he was in pitch meat? he was in pitch black he oh was yeah in he was good will hunting he's junkie a t- uh bounty hunter in pitch black yeah he's in a ton of shit right 
So he's in this show. He's in this show. I I want you. I'm going to sense it while I'm telling Chris real quick. Let's before we move on for that. Was he trying to be Tony Montana when he was doing that? You ever showed a fucking I I have no fucking idea. But I'm going to have you ever showed a piece of meat? So, Chris, to your to your point, if I could if you guys could indulge me for one second, uh, my mom, my mom uh, married this guy that she worked with. And I now have to get like Christmas gifts for her family, which who I don't know at all. So that this guy's dad is 80 years old. I gave him a Yellowstone DVD box set that I'd never purchased and never saw him. But that was a gift for me. But I see on Facebook his last two posts. Thanks at at me. Loving Yellowstone, dude. And then the next next post a day later, big show at the White House today for Jackson Brown. Dot dot dot. Joey, you want a bigger show? Dot dot dot. All caps. Go to the southern border. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. So Chris, so Chris, this guy's like 80 years old, but when Chris said that, I was like, yes, dude. These are the people I'm buying Yellowstone for. Like, be a proxy. I can't find a picture of it. Right. But his character. Now, I only know this because, of course, people I know from work think the show is the greatest show ever. Mm-hmm. <sighs> about Yellowstone, he, correct? Yeah. And my point. So um, I Cole Hauser has this weird orange, brownish orange spray tan and this jet black beard and hair that looks so bad. Like, you would not be able to watch this show for five minutes without cursing this guy's fucking makeup. And that's every time I see it. Because you know me, right? I don't want to watch shit. Very few things check check all the fucking boxes. But Very I will give difficult everything... for me to watch a television show. Yeah, it's really hard. Most of them, 95% of TV shows are awful. I watched... I didn't watch this show... And the reason why I didn't was because of the people who were recommending it to me. Right. Now, I did see still photos or commercials for it, and I was like, what the fuck is going on with this guy? Like, this is a professional television show. Who the fuck looked at this guy and was like, oh, yeah, that makeup looks good. Send him out there. He looks like fucking shoe polish on his face. Oh, you know what it was? My boss came dressed up as him for Halloween. <laughs> Yeah. As Hauser? Yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, people are like, oh, who are you supposed to be? I'm fucking Surfer Sting. I looked fan fucking tastic that year. This dude, oh, look at him. He looks like the guy fucking, 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 fucking. And he's got fucking, from fucking, he's got fucking jet, jet black fucking beard. So I was like, I got to see this shit. So I look at it and I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. And then one time there was a marathon on of it when I was at work, and I was like, I got to see it. So I put it on, and I was like, oh, no. And I looked at it, and I looked at him, and I was like, how do you watch this and get past this shitbag fucking makeup job? It's terrible. It's like amateur hour. And this is what – Yellowstone DVDs and gifted them, and I've never seen them. I actually watched one minute of the show, and the the first minute of the show is Kevin Costner's in a massive, like, horse trailer accident. And so the first minute of the first episode, Kevin Costner is like crashed in Wyoming and they show a horse that has been in a car accident in a horse trailer. And it's like the most graphic mangled horse you'd ever see. And then he shoots it in the head and then they cut to the trailer of the, the first episode. And I was like, well, 
fuck this because it I like white America. If it was like it's exactly like, dude, what it if, is. If it was the best show of all time and season five, they just kicked it off with graphic like animal brutality. I'd be like, Ugh, I hated that they did that, but it's a good show. You can't start S one E one with this with is, just <laughs> something this, that you've never seen in your life. Like what this the is fuck? this is them this is them saying like you yeah, this is this is what real real tough guys exactly real tough guys this is what tough guys and I'll be honest with you I am having a very difficult time dealing with anybody who thinks that this is like there's any kind of reality in their perceptions of America manliness and and they're just so fucking everybody's just so fucking tough testosterone manliness let me tell you something I spend a majority of my free time literally rolling around the floor with dudes i have no testosterone desire to get into a fucking any kind of fucking confrontations or have any kind of negative thoughts that aren't like in a just like a ridiculous manner like I hating spend a majority of my time commercials. with a weight tied to my dick watching <laughs> willow nightingale videos i have That's no you, <laughs> i have no desire that's because he both actually walk that walk that line. <laughs> Whether it's Jimmy with the, the weight tied to his dick or Chris is actually going out there and fucking doing it. You're like, once you do it, it's like, this isn't interesting. This is for this, people that fucking sit on their butt all day and get a big fat couch they, ass. One of the, they biggest, have, one of the biggest turnoffs. One of the biggest turnoffs, and Chris, I'm sorry. One of the biggest turnoffs for martial arts in general for me is the macho ad- uh, atmosphere of it. The manliness, the faux manliness of it. Chris is not guilty of this, but I'm saying in general, it just doesn't attract me. It pushes me away. Where I'm, yeah, tough. I don't toughness, tough, tough. I don't fucking care. Well, let I'm me just try to something. get a little workout in, bro. I'm just trying to grind the bodies together, and Willow Nightingale might be at the end of the fucking rainbow. Trying let to me get tell a you, W on top of him, figure, see who's Let me tell you team. something. That was the reason, if you remember, there was that period of time. There was a period of time where that was every fucking MMA fighter. Mm. And the UFC was very difficult to watch. Macho dudes. You know what I mean? It was just macho dudes. When they were on Fox and shit, it was just macho dudes. It wasn't until it was everybody playing the bad heel wrestler. Right. And it wasn't until recently when that started to break down and guys, some guys were being complete fucking clowns. Other guys were just really just kind of who they were. They were just. But isn't the dudes. white supremacist guy like a big deal? Yes. Who, Colby Covington? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're not out of the woods. Oh, right. no. Well, you know what, though? Here's the thing about Colby Covington. Colby Covington. Well, I'm sure, it's is, a gimmick, but. It's a gimmick. Yeah. It's a gimmick. You know, so he goes was about back... to get fired even though he was 6 and 0 because he was boring as fuck. And then they. Yeah. He's like, you stink. He's like, okay, well, how about this? That, that's why. Yeah, that, he, he was 6-0. and 0. He, he was about to get fired. Dana White gave him a bunch of shit. He was about to fire him. You're boring. Nobody cares about you. And what did he do? He put a fucking MAGA hat on. Yeah. Before he, went to the, he, he beat someone in Brazil that was Brazilian. He was like, this country's a dump, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get some cheap heat and MJF and style. He, and then from there, he's like, well, how about the, well, Donald Trump's president all of a sudden? Now, why don't I pop this cap on? It's, okay. it's still stupid, but it's it's... You could see and it, he, but. he was he was caught. He was. Well, I don't want to say caught, but, you know, he was talking all kinds of shit on another fighter and the other fighter at the end of the fight. You know, they they walked up, shook hands, they hugged. And he was like, it, it, it's it's all love. It's like, I just it's just I just want to make money. 
he he said like you know and and the other guy was like and the other and the other guy went yeah i know buddy don't worry about it because he was talking all kinds of shit about him he's like you know it's just and that's what ends up happening so but yeah but back to tv paramount plus has star trek brave new worlds which i really want to fucking strange new worlds and i really want to watch it so i'll keep it for a little bit is that off of discovery discovery's done no that is strange new worlds is the enterprise with go ahead chris i'm sorry so yeah so christopher pike was in discovery yes christopher pike gets assigned to discovery before he gets the enterprise now he's got the Enterprise, and it is Star Trek before Kirk gets the Enterprise. Gotcha. And I'm really interested. They have um, the first officer, number one, who was played by Majel Barrett, is is uh, Rebecca Romaine plays her. So there's some, you know, some. I want to see this show. It looks pretty good. Um, Brandon, I I saw s- Brandon, just to cut off. Um, yeah. I wasn't sure. I didn't know you liked Star Trek. Um, what do you think of Discovery? Yeah, so you guys actually got me into Star Trek. Uh, my dad watched as a kid, but n- you know nobody's like in a rush to watch what their dad thinks is cool when they're right. little kids. For me, it wasn't until I was in my twenties that I like start looking back on some of that stuff, whether it be like the Western movies or Star Trek. Uh, I, I thought Discovery was okay, but it doesn't. Uh, I, I think I'm I'm not far enough into the original Star Trek lineage for it to be meaningful to me, and it's right. not good enough as a standalone TV show where I watch four episodes and just bailed on it. Uh, not So so not saying it's bad, it just didn't hit either, check either of those boxes for me. What I want to watch front to back is fucking Enterprise, dude. Oh, that's a good one. Enterprise is that's good. That's fun. It cuts off way too early. Yeah, it did. Well, it got canceled. Yeah. No, that's a good one. So. Enterprise is good. Um. I enjoyed I, I enjoyed Discovery, especially what ends up happening is that a lot of these shows get into um, holy shit, no one's watching us trouble, and they do a mirror universe. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, happens every exactly time. Right, yeah. That's exactly what happens. And as soon as they do the mirror universe, people start watching again. It happened with Discovery. It happened with Enterprise. And uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, I just saw it over. This past week, I saw what the fuck's it called? It's called Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. I forgot what the fuck it's called. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. I've heard that. It's got Michelle Yeoh in it. Michelle Yeoh is in Discovery. Right. And that fucking movie is amazing. Like I saw it at at the uh, at the theater. I actually went to a theater, which I haven't done in God, I haven't done it in three years. I went to a theater, I went and saw this, and the fucking movie was amazing. It's got Michelle Yeoh in it, and she's great in Discovery, and I don't know. I yeah. I really liked Discovery once it hit Mirror Universe. I liked Enterprise when it hit Mirror Universe as well. The problem for me with the like, – oh, go ahead, Chris. But the problem with me real quick is that all of these new shows to me are just – there's everything's been so combed through that they just fall into one of two buckets where they do something actually good once – and then they don't fucking leave. And then it's just like, oh, God, I don't I don't want to keep going with this. I like Picard. You didn't like Picard? Chris? I didn't watch Picard. No, I did. I liked it. And then I, I watched the first episode of the new season. Yeah. And I really liked it. And I just hadn't had a chance to sit down and watch the rest of it. But, you know, and I, this isn't a spoiler. They've gone through this uh, in the ads. Uh, you know, we're doing 
uh, Star Trek back in time shit. And I you know, don't it's like cool. time jumps. No, nah, neither do I. Your universe, I'm okay with. Time jumps, yeah. I'm not okay with. But you know, the only <laughs> thing that I'm okay with was, and, and you know, we know who the villain was. They revealed that in the ad. Um, so we knew who the 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 antagonist was in the entire series. So I was Q. even when he right. showed, yeah, it's Q. Q. And even when he showed up at the end of the episode, I was fucking excited as hell. Like I couldn't wait to see him. And as a kid, teenager, when the original Next Generation was on and Q was in it, I did not like that character. I, I, I it grew on me as, well, a, as an as adult. A, you watch it, and you're like, as an adult, Q you appreciate is probably the highlight of that TV show. Yes, he is. He's yeah. the and he's the only real thread through the entire show. Right. Uh, everything else is kind of standalone. They tried it with a few other things, but it never really worked. Um, and then they have this new one that they have. Uh, and this is another one that they've said in the ad, so it's not spoiling anything. Um, you know, if you're familiar with Star Trek, uh, Christopher Pike, who's the captain of the Enterprise, ends up really injured, and he's in like this weird wheelchair, and his yeah. face is frozen, and he's all burned up. He, at some point in Discovery, he sees an image of that, of that being his end. Right, which is a and- original Star Trek storyline. Right. And he sees the image of his end and he knows what's going to happen to him. And he has to navigate his command, not being afraid to do things, knowing that at any moment he's going to end up like this right. in this chair. So that's like the common thread. Now, I don't know how long they're going to run Which this. Is fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I got to And the guy they got playing him looks really good. And I don't know how long they're going to run this show for. Maybe it's a year. Maybe it's a couple years. And to be honest with you, with the streaming services, I would rather like we started watching Moon Knight the other day yeah on disney and you know they're doing these marvel ones they're doing Hold them up, the real right quick brandon yeah you have no interest in moon knight right it's marvel i don't i no i don't no yeah okay. i don't i fucking hate marvel dude. no i i get it i under, completely I get it. understand it i get it and yeah. this is what happens with your star for content because i wouldn't watch any of that shit either <sighs> we just put I it stopped. on I, I was not crazy yeah. about it but i really like uh oscar isaac's my favorite my favorite really really he's in that bone him bone bone. i would stretch my dick for him but but he's top dog for me right now yes he's in that show and that's the reason i watched it it's okay so far but it hasn't told me shit but chris go ahead continue oh no we just but like like i said they're doing it in a way where it's like all right they're gonna do moon Knight. they're doing one year Mm. you're gonna tell me the story over six fucking episodes end of fucking story thank you bye bye move on you're going to drag these, these things out. We've seen it with so many programs where they drag them out and they drag them out. And a lot of them are good. But, you know, some of them, the highlight of fucking the show happened. And now you're trying to re like I always said that with The Walking Dead. You know, it was just that was a show to me where it was like, we're going to try to capture the magic of season one for the next <laughs> seems like 20 fucking years. now. I hate to I hate to defend Walking Dead. And I watched it from the beginning. I watched it up until the lion, the. The tiger showed up, and I said that was too fucking stupid, and I gave up on it. They had that whole season at the farm where there was a writer strike, and they just fucking tread, we- uh, you know, like fucking hamster wheeled it through that entire season. It was kind of, it killed that show for me. Some people were still fucking crazy about it, but I was like, oh, we finally got past this boring part. Oh, there's a tiger. This is stupid. I'm done. 
Well, that's a, that's another thing with shows where it's like people will be like, oh, no, you just got to get to like season three. Then it really gets good. Nah, no, I'm no done. No that's that's fucking like 40 hours. That's 40 <laughs> hours of fucking television. I'm cool, bro. That's 40 hours of watching crap. Get your fucking and, real estate license. That time. <laughs> and that's the other thing. Like when we when we watch when we watch television shows, um, I uh, I always I, I force a limit. We'll watch a show. We'll come to the end of the episode, and my wife will look at me, and I'll go, "Nope." It'll take one, and I'll turn it off. Thing. Watch another I one. I got tomorrow. one episode in me. If it doesn't yeah. hook me in the first episode, I'm like, "Yeah, I'm good." Well, even when you're hooked, right? And you can you can binge the whole thing. Uh-uh. Uh, anticipation. Hmm. Wait a couple of days. We'll watch another one. So that's what we end up doing. Then we watched Moon Knight. Of course, my wife fell asleep, and that's the other thing. I like to watch shows with my wife, and she falls asleep five minutes into them. I have been watching. Um, I started watching The Bad Batch, which is uh, a Star Wars one, animated one. I don't know. Yeah, and that was that's. I'm really enjoying that. I'm like three episodes <coughs> deep, but that's one I watch on my own. I'll have to set you set you guys up. Some of my nerdy friends have uh, adopted this hobby of setting up like streaming service servers in their on their own property mm-hmm. <laughs> and they just it's called plex p-l-e-x yeah i know so i just go on there and just be like well, who, uh, who what have they pulled into their plex server be like okay well this must have been vetted by somebody but that's how i get like most of them and new stuff so that's what jackass was on there immediately i don't, I don't pay for any of the services anymore it's just i have to give you a login but how about a show called kind of a old up. enough on netflix have you guys had this on your feed yet no. I, I never go on Netflix. Okay. So it's they're seven minutes long. It's a Japanese television show where they give these little kids under five years old tasks. They have to complete these tasks by their parents. And they walk out and they walk out there with their little bags and they have to go pick up groceries. Oh, my God. I, I blew through fucking six episodes. It's absolutely adorable, that show. Now that I could watch. I like the one, the, the diamond one. Kid, the one kid just had boogers, and by the end of it, he had boogers right into his mouth. Oh, my God, it was so fucking funny. Was he, like, trying to build a coffee table or something? Like, what him he just had to, he had to walk to the store and pick up, I forgot what he had to pick up. It was, like, I don't know, scallions or something, but he had to walk, like, a kilometer. By the end of it, he was like dragging. Oh, he had flowers for the. Oh my god, it's so fucking adorable. So is there an adult? And the episodes are like seven to ten minutes long, and it's legit. Like you blow through, bang, 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 bang. The one girl had to go pick up a cabbage, but they told her the cabbage is in the shed. She forgot because she's four years old. So she walks up into the farm and she finds a cabbage and she's trying to rip this cabbage out. She's rocking it back and forth. Eventually, the cameraman goes to help her because she notices the cameraman's there. They don't notice the, ca- the cameraman are following them like the entire public, uh, uh, production teams around them. Occasionally, they, they like make eye contact and then they just work it into the show and they're like, oh, everything's fine. But since they're so young, they don't really put it together. And she's rocking back and forth, and she ends up pulling this giant cabbage on the ground, and she drags it back to her parents' house. It's dark. It's fucking amazing. Oh, my God. I, I, it's so good. It's good. It's just 
beautiful, beautiful, like, well, like, nice-feeling show. I love it. So, actually, a show on Netflix that doesn't make you feel like the world's going to fucking end by the end of it. No. Oh, my God. This show does not. It's yeah, just, I can I'm, watch that. It's completely I love shit like that. They're like seven minutes, six minutes, eight minutes, ten minutes. And it's like bang, 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 bang. All right. Do you guys want to talk about this? We're doing a three-hour podcast. I know we are. All right. Thanks for joining us this week in Georgia Zero. Every week at Wrestling is Hard. Follow us for Instagram and Twitter. and On on Instagram and Twitter. Hard number four wrestling. Subscribe and follow. Tell your friends. I'm sorry for the stuffed up nose. I have a cold. For Brandon and Chris, I am Jim, and we'll be back here next week. Thank you.